Welcome back to the King Melly Podcast, where every opinion is welcome and every voice can be heard. This week's guest is a longtime friend of the show, Jordan Daly, pulls up to talk everything finances this week. Um, one of my more finance savvy friends, I had him come on the show and pretty much explain to us what it takes for all of us to live a more financially free life. And now uh, that sounds very cliche. I know it does. It sounds very cliche. And he doesn't claim to be any type of financial analyst. What they calling people that go around helping people with their finances? Financial analysts or trainers or accountants? Nothing like that. Nothing like that. But he is somebody that's financially savvy. You know, working on the corporate side of a bank, he understands things a little bit different than the majority of us do. So we had a wonderful conversation today about everything finances, which ultimately then led into a conversation about basketball because there's no way the two of us are going to sit down and not talk athletics. That just doesn't make sense. But I appreciate him for coming on. I definitely do. And I've been realizing since I sister started this podcast that, you know, I have, I know, I know a, a good amount of people who are savvy in their respective fields. And I really got to tap into those, those crowds and get those people on the show before I reach out to people that I don't know. And not to say that I have anything against people that I don't know, but what I've realized is that. Yo, these conversations kind of come off a little more genuine when I talk to people that I actually know. I don't know. I don't know if there's anybody out there that's ever, you know, tried their, to, to host their own podcast or anything like that. Do something similar to this. But you'll realize that when you reach out to people that you don't know, it's really a hit or miss. Whereas when you set up an interview with somebody you do know, you kind of already know how that podcast is going to go before you record it. And it gives you like a sense of comfort. Before you hop on airways, the airways, as did the majority of the shows that I recorded so far. I think so. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I knew majority of people were on the show, and they always end up coming on here and saying, "Oh, for a long time, friends of the show," because some of these people did I really knew them for a long time. So knowing somebody when you're 12, 13, and it's grown with them into your early 20s, it's like, yo, I already know what I'm about to get into with this man. You know, I'm really, I already know what I'm about to get into, and I think that's a testament. I think so far, this is episode 40 or 39, something like that. I don't remember. And I think we can all kind of use that same mindset or use this podcast to show us that we all have a pretty solid network of people. Like, if you just stop and think about the people that you surround yourself with, some of the people that you grew up with, I may not be as close now as you were five or six years ago, but when you really just think about the people that you actually know, we know some pretty quality people. And oftentimes, you know, we may tell ourselves, like, I want to I want to frequent new circles or I want to expand my network. When all you really got to do is just turn around and reach back to some of the people that you haven't spoken to in a while or rekindle some friendships. Like you'll realize that you actually know some quality individuals that you just haven't gotten the time to spend with. So that's what I realized with this podcast. That's what I realized with this podcast. And before you go out trying to meet a whole bunch of new people, just think about the people that you already know and how they can help you and how you can help them. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. But once again, I definitely appreciate Jordan for coming to the show and sharing his financial knowledge with us. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Here it is. Welcome to the Kimberly Pod, man. What's going on? Thanks for having me. It took it took a little too long. I'm not gonna a lie. A little too long. I mean, we only halfway through the year, halfway through the first year. How? What episode is this? I don't even think I'm at 40 yet. This is like 39-ish. 39. 38-ish, 9-ish, it was maybe 39 40. pods before I got on this <laughs> pod. <laughs> nah, you know, we have, to, we have to set the pace. We have to set the tone for you before we just pull up. Yeah, you're trying to 
get momentum. Before. Right. Okay. I want to eat. Yeah, I want yeah, to gain momentum. Yeah, I want to get, get at, a, at a comfortable rate. All right. Let's get it. And then have you on the show. I could have you on early on. Appreciate that. It would have made sense. But Appreciate that. One of the, I feel like one of the main reasons why I have you on today is because I think I speak to, speak for the majority of us when I say I'm pretty broke. Yeah. Or quote unquote broke. Broke. Because yeah, broke, broke is relative. Means, yeah. Right. Broke is relative. Wealth is relative. Rich is relative. Ugly is relative. Pretty is relative. Everything is. It's true. Kind of relative. And the majority of us broke folk, we just want some advice. All right, cool. I mean, hey, listen, it's not like I got $10 million or anything. But <laughs> I mean, I mean you, don't, you don't need $10 million. That's the crazy part about it. Like, you don't even need a million dollars. Yeah, you just got to have a plan. I mean, right. that's, that's the major thing, to be honest. When you say a plan, and should, how, how detailed, how in-depth should your plan be? As a matter of fact, what should your plan even focus on? I mean, I mean, I know something that my mother always told me uh, was, if you can't do with a little, then you'll never be able to do with a lot, mm-hmm. which I kind of agree with, kind of don't, because if you're making, let's say you're making like $200 a week, and your bills are $170 a week, it's, I mean, there's not much wiggle room you have, you, you know, do, right? Saying? So, but at the same time, a lot of people will be in a situation where they're making, let's say they're making five hundred dollars a week, right? And they can't, like, they're just getting by, and then all of a sudden now they're making eight hundred dollars a week, but for some reason they're still just getting by. You got three hundred extra dollars coming in every week, and you were just getting by with five hundred. Right? How are you still just getting by with eight hundred dollars? You know, so there are certain things you gotta. You have to set up so you know you'll be able to, you know. I mean, one can argue that money. if you're in a situation where you're getting 500 a week, the next thing you know, you're getting 800 a week, and you're still just getting by, you probably try to increase your lifestyle. Exactly. As I mean, soon as you got that extra That's usually how it goes. I mean, you, you say, oh, I'm in a different financial position now. All right, well, I'm going to start doing this as well. All of a sudden, <laughs> now you have some Equinox membership when. That's just not where three hundred dollars should really be going if you're making eight hundred dollars. Right, right now. Yeah, I mean, you got to stay in your lane until, until it's time. And I think that's especially in our generation. Uh, I mean, I just turned twenty seven, but still in my twenties. Exactly. I mean, I'm I'm there, but at the same time, it's just like we all want to to look like we're doing something. We Mm. all want to feel like we're doing something, especially with like social media, and I mean, just. Just even just looking at your friends, you know, like you see them. Oh, my friends in Turks. Oh, my friend has a nice car. Right. Oh, my friend. It almost feels like you're not doing enough. Uh, a lot of people are affected by that, so they try to flex hard the way that they see other people. But at the same time, you don't know where people got that money from. I, I you don't know what it took who, for them to get there. Right, right. I mean, I have friends that have taken loans out to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. So I mean, mind you, they're still on vacation. <laughs> there, but right? Financially, you know that. Not the that don't make no idea. sense, you know what I'm saying? Right. So you know, there's there's so many things you don't want to get caught up in that. Nah, mean, it's funny you say that. Um, people try to like make it seem like they flex, you know, make it seem like they do more than they really are. And yeah, like, no, for sure. Especially for uh, speaking specifically to those who just graduated college in like the last two three years. When you think about it, it's like, what makes you think the person next to you got so much more than you have? And we're all pretty much working entry level yeah, jobs. We're, we're like living, if, jobs if, you're even, if you're lucky enough to even Right, get someone's still working hourly salaries. Right, if you're even lucky enough to get something in your field. Right, you know? exactly. And even before, I mean, that's why, like, being 27, it's just like, yo, I'm so happy that I was born when I was because my brother, he's 
20. Mm-hmm. Or 21. Nah, he's 20. he's 20. Yeah, he's born in 99, so he's 20. Um, and, like, his age, like, I mean, just even from the girls, like, they expect people in college to have money now. Where which is that ins- steps from? Which is insane, because well, at least when I was in college, and that wasn't even that long ago. I mean, I graduated in 2014, but you weren't expected to have money. You just were expected to present well. Now, you didn't have to, <laughs> you didn't have to have, like, bands. Like, people are expecting girls... I mean, girls are expecting guys in their twenty, like early twenties, to have money. Like, if you don't have a car, that's like an issue. Like, you're almost genuinely bad, right? Like, you're not, you're not it. If you don't have money to do stuff, like legit stuff, like vacation, Mm -hmm. like at twenty, like what would I be? Like, what vacation could I take? Not asking my mother for some money. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I can't find. I low key think I think that's the um the byproduct of two things: one being scamming. Yeah, no, for scammers, scammers really, so like, really mess it up. And I'm glad that I'm where I'm at because it's it's tough. Like, what are you supposed to do at 20? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not... How are you supposed to prove yourself at 20 with no money? With no, no real money? Like, where would you be getting this money from? Even if you have an hourly job. Like, when I was working at school, I was making, like, $13 as a tutor. Had about 10 hours a week. Mercy. All right, like after tax, I'm making like ninety dollars a week. What? <laughs> you're saving up a whole semester's right, and worth of money. To, you're trying to go on vacation. How? Like, how am I going ninety dollars a week on vacation? It made no sense. Well, my friends doing it. I just went on Instagram. I saw exactly. five other people doing it. Right. So why can't you do it for yeah, me? Exactly. And it's it's like all right, cool. Even if it's your parents' money, like if my parents don't have money or are not willing to, because <laughs> I mean that's the difference. Like us being Caribbean kids, it's like your parents could have the money and they're still <laughs> not trying to like, yo, mom, you need to go on vacation. Matter, like, like, no, you're not going on vacation. With That's my money, not, at least. Right, like, like for what? What have you ever done to go on vacation? To deserve like, vacation right, right like, now. I'm paying for your schooling. I'm paying <laughs> yeah. for your gas. I'm paying the car insurance. Like, what do you mean you need to go You got a whole crib to for Turks, free, like, like Turks? What do you need to what do you need to see in Turks? <laughs> it don't make no sense, you know? It's tough. It's a tough situation. And and I think especially because of the social media influence, like you can not just see your own friends, mm-hmm. but you see what rich people have. Like people who actually have money. It's funny for that reason I don't follow celebrities. Right, it's tough. And I mean I try not to at yeah, least. Like every every now and then I may follow something that just, you know. Yeah, and you I just can't I, resist. But other than that, I try to stay away from it. Yeah, them. no, for sure. And I know people who like just don't have social media anymore. Because it's just like, and because they're honest with themselves. They're like, listen, honestly, it makes me feel bad seeing all this going on. Mm-hmm. And my college loan wipes out 75% every month of the money that I'm making. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a tough situation. I mean, I, I guess that's probably like a good segue to even get into some of the stuff that I think we're, we're here to talk about. You know what I, I'm saying? College loans are a weird one because it's like, I, I read something recently and I also listened to a podcast to follow it up. Where it's like if you can try to, a lot of people will recommend that you pay like the the bare minimum on your loans monthly, but what you're actually doing is just paying nothing because yeah, the interest is always exactly. gonna eat that back. Exactly. So it's like if you, it's like early on in your career, the majority of your money is probably gonna go towards those loans. So how are we really supposed to get ahead if the majority of your, your income is going towards loans? And oftentimes, especially if you want to, if you want to school outside of the state. You probably have like six figures in loans off that alone, off the yes. outstate tuition alone. So it's like, how are you supposed to get ahead? And if it kind of feels like everything is designed against you, yeah, no stuff. I mean, my advice for one, especially just being young, 
especially if you don't have any kids too, is if you feel like the college loan, you can't start eating your college loans, then you should probably get a second gig, a second job. Like if you have a job, you should probably get a second job or you can figure out something you actually like doing and then you can start trying to make money off of that. Because if you don't have any kids and you work a nine to five, that's only eight out of the 24 hours. You need to sleep or relax mm-hmm. and sleep for eight hours. But that's, even if you commute an hour each way, that's still six unaccounted for hours. Right. And at some point, you don't want to have loans in your life. Like there are six year olds paying off loans. So you don't, you'd want to probably get that second job or find a gig. So it wouldn't even feel like a job, but you could still possibly make some money off of it. Because at the end of, like, even for me, when I first started, because it's so tough to get, like, a good job that can really eat into your Your college loans. Right, right away at that, too. Exactly, especially. So when I graduated from college, there was a job that I know I I wanted starting. I graduated in May 2014, Mm -hmm. and I knew that I wanted a job that started January of 2015. So I knew I had about six months to get something credible on my resume to get that job that I right, cool now I can start really eating these loans. Right. And in that six month mark is when you gotta start paying right. the loans back anyway. Exactly. So I got a job at some small mutual fund hub. I was making five hundred dollars a week before taxes. Mm-hmm. So that's virtually nothing. <laughs> that's like three fifty like a, a week I'm a, after I'm taxes. A, I'm gonna be honest, it was it wasn't a lot. But for me it was like, all right, cool. Like I was living on my own, like I had my own house when I was in college. It wasn't my house, but I lived in a house on my own. Right. So with no roommates, it was very, very smooth. So it was like going from that, I came back and I was home. Luckily, my family's not like super, super annoying. So I was able to still stay at home and have my peace of mind. Right. But Everybody I was like, all right, cool. I'm making, I'm seeing, I, well, I was seeing the $500 a week. So it was essentially like I was probably making like 600 something. But I was seeing 500 So I was like, all right, cool. I'm just going to eat these loans so i was hitting like out, out of 500 i was seeing i was probably eating 350 a check because i was straight getting paid every, loans. straight towards loans because so this how- is like at the end of the day i live at home and the job was a 10 minute drive from my house so it wasn't like i really needed gas money often and also like I, i'm at home that's still 150 dollars and I, it's not like i had no i had no girl at the time like mm-hmm. i don't have kids so it's like yo i could just eat i could eat these loans i can make the sacrifice now and live off nothing right because at some point like what if my parents just say actually we're going back to jamaica so we're selling this house (laughs) you got to go figure out a place to live like at that point it'd be like all right cool nah i can't do that anymore but i was at home they're buying all of my food i don't have to pay for laundry because we have a washing machine and dry downstairs right all i'm essentially paying for is my cell phone bill so it was like, all right, cool. So at the end of every month, I was having like, I had like six hundred dollars to play with, mm-hmm. and you can have some kind of fun with right, six hundred dollars living at home. Yeah, no, you can you, <laughs> you can, can have, do something, especially when you have no girl. Like, all right, cool. Like you don't all your money is yours, right? Six hundred, <laughs> I can do a lot with six hundred dollars. Period. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was it was a good. I mean, that's that was just my strategy. Not everyone has that. The, the ability because I mean some parents are just quick to kick you out like alright cool I put you through college or some parents are just as soon as you graduate college you're quick to start having you paying bills oh 100% like yeah and and that's the other thing like my parents weren't charging me to stay home so that is a different situation for me but even if they were it's like alright you just have to find a number that 
that you can hit like, all right, cool. I'm going to pay these loans. And I didn't have a second job, but because I was living at home, I didn't need one. If my parents said, I, you need to pay $200 a month. Well, of course I'd, I'd go find a second job. But I mean, even now it's like, all right, it's, you could DoorDash, you could Uber, you could, there, there are a lot of jobs like that people may not want mm-hmm. per se, but it's like, out there. there, there. Right, it's like there, there is money out there. It's just, some people need to humble themselves and also others just need to learn to see it. Right. I mean, you got to see it. I mean, you, you do need the money at the end of the day. Like, I think, I think we all, like a lot of us think because we follow these celebrities, like we are celebrities ourselves, but we're not like, we're just everyday Americans that are (laughs) trying to get by. So maybe, all right, you don't want to Uber, but Maybe you should. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because then having to ask one of your bros, like, yo, bro, could I hold $100 till Friday? Like, why? Like, you, but you're flexing, but now you have to ask somebody for $100 and I'll pay you. I got you back Friday. <laughs> and it's tough. Like, you know, it's, it's just a tough situation. And, 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 it's and a tough predicament. Yeah, and a lot of people fall, find themselves in those. And it's not even their fault. Their money is just not long enough for what is required. Like, you have a phone bill. A lot of people are paying their car insurance. Mm-hmm. Car insurance is tough, especially if you get some tickets. Especially if your points, <laughs> especially if you got some points on it, I mean, it's tough. Especially if you be irresponsible. Exactly. I mean, let, let you have four points on your license and see what your insurance is looking like. It's tough. And then you're under 25. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's tough. Like, it's just there's so much money coming everywhere. Like, you have a phone bill and then you go out of the country and they're charging you $10 a day to use your service. And you have to be on your phone if you're out of the country. So you're yeah, gonna pay that seventy dollars, not so including the so many levels, right, so many the hundred dollars that you was already paying. So now your phone bill is one hundred seventy dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it's tough, man. And then how you getting to work? You're getting paid five hundred dollars a week, but the LIR is two hundred seventy dollars a week. A month, a month. I mean, a month. Yeah, like it's it's two hundred seventy. But 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 what what's fake is it's really like from like where I take a Laurelton to Atlantic Terminal. Mm-hmm. It's two hundred like forty a month or something like that. Right. But the thing is, most people can't take that hit. Just not they willing can't to take, do that. So so they'll do the either they'll if if they're really smart they'll do the weekly joint, which is really like eighty dollars a week. So instead of it being two forty a month, it's really like you have eighty three twenty instead of two forty because you have to pay eighty every week instead of just paying the two forty outright. Wait, say so it's more if we do the, if the you weekly. Do it weekly, it's more. Uh, but then most people I find do it daily because in their mind it sits better with them. But <laughs> daily it's ten seventy five one way. One way, that's the so fact. every day you're paying over twenty dollars. Which means every week you're paying a hundred dollars just to take the LIR to just, and no, from just work. to get to work, right? Exactly. Just and then that's that's over four hundred dollars a month, but you're making five hundred dollars a week, and you're still trying to go on vacation. I mean, it, there's so many levels to hit. You're not. Are you preparing your lunch, or are you buying? Or lunch? are you buying lunch? Because I know for a fact I spend about at least seventy dollars on lunch a week. See the thing with lunch though, the crazy part, the the the, 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 the weird thing about lunch is, is oftentimes like you'll think to okay, I gotta I gotta make my lunch for the week, but then you'll go to work and then you'll find yourself 
going to lunch with other people exactly. for political reasons. <laughs> exactly. Yo, you trying to grab lunch today? So now, now it's an investment. Now uh, you're making an investment. So that's that's probably not that's not so much of an expense, more like an investment for your career. Yeah, it is, but it's still an expense. At the, the end, at the end of the day, you're still making five hundred dollars a week, six hundred dollars a week. It's tough. You spending over a hundred dollars to get to work a week. Well, you, you just explained nothing. Most people try to understand, like how you can even get in front of that that cycle in the first place. Like, how do you how do you stop that before it even starts? You know what it is. I mean, it's just simple sacrifices that you have to make. Like, for example, it's more convenient for me to take the LIR, mm-hmm. but I could drive to Jamaica, and I could have a monthly Metro card. It would take longer. It's it's hell on earth to find parking at, at Jamaica, Jamaica in the morning. That too. But if you were seriously trying to get ahead of, let's say, college loans or some some loan that you have, you, you'd have to make that sacrifice. And and I think in in our lives, for the majority of people, I don't say everyone, because mm-hmm. some people are really just they they are cutting costs as much as they can. But most of us aren't, you know, like. I, it, the AC the AC is there and the LIR I could rest my eyes for 40 <laughs> minutes and then it's just a 10 minute walk to my job but I could drive to Jamaica area and take the F train to work and that would be significantly cheaper but I will not you know but but I'm not in the situation where I'm looking I, I need to well you know see I'm saying? about to say at, at some point you were and now that you aren't anymore exactly. that's, this is you rewarding yourself Big, for exactly. working out of that cycle exactly even before like even when I like my car like I didn't have my car like I just I carpooled to work when I was in Long Island or just stuff like that I mean there's always ways to find or like I would prep I, I mean I probably ate pasta four out of five days like just make Same a big way. old pasta and boom i'm eating that four out of five days and maybe i'll go to chipotle one day a week see i think i think early on you can't even really eat for pleasure you gotta eat to survive almost yeah especially when you're meal prepping like in those in those first two three years yeah 100%. and i think i i kind of me i myself have to break out of the habit of not wanting to eat the same thing back to back days yeah because it just it, it just saves money it <laughs> yeah, saves no, money I, having I, to eat. like I if you don't care about what you eat like, like like if you don't mind eating the same meal the same three meals each day day after day five days a week you're perfect yeah Yo, 100 like, and, I, and most people don't i know my girlfriend for sure does not so i, I understand most people don't but at the end of the day especially when it comes to like college loan it's just tough because like even like it said 45 million people are affected by college loans and it's an average of forty thousand dollars now most people have way more than forty thousand dollars but averagely 45 million people affected on average forty thousand dollars and how do you think with the interest rates that are being charged you're gonna kill forty thousand dollars if you're taking the lir when there's other options early on yeah exactly like earlier especially <laughs> like if you get to live at home and that's the time you have no kids you, you get to live at home things are much cheaper for you like that's the time where you really have to kill it because when you let it drag into your now you want to buy a house you know what i'm saying like now you want to own something but first off those college loans if you was paying them late you may not even be able to borrow any money to get a house because mm. your credit score is shot you know, like a, a very good credit score, I'd say, is like above like 730. I would assume most people probably don't have that. You know what I'm saying? And first of all, most people probably don't even know their credit score in the first place. Right. Let's just start there. If you do know your credit score, it probably is not 7. Like, what do, you, what do you find out your credit score? I mean, 
I know, for example, like on the Chase app, like it'll just tell you straight out. Mm. But like, I mean, you can find out at your bank. You can find out. I mean, there's there's websites. There's free websites too. I don't really have any offhand, but I mean, I know there's a bunch. Like I've gotten my credit score for free before online, so you can you can easily find this. Just most people, a don't. You ever been so broke that you didn't even want to look at your account? Yeah, yeah. That's that's how it goes with credit scores a lot of times with people too. It's like. You know, there's something there that you're probably not trying to see. Yeah. So you're no, like, I'm just not really I'm ready just for that. Yet. Like, this is not even. Most people don't life. even understand how credit, like how, how how the credit score really affects you. Like, I mean, it's it's so it's What's so important, important that? because it's, like it's just, it's just example, three digits, right? It's just a number. I wish if if your credit score is low, you're gonna have to get somebody else to come in on everything that you need that you don't have straight cash, and even sometimes. If you have the cash for it, you still can't get it because you need good credit. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to have to get somebody to vouch for you. So, like, imagine you having to go to your mom like, yo, mom, I have the money, but I need you to sign on because I'm trying to get this car. You have a whole family. Like, you're getting engaged. Y'all trying to get a house. And it's like, oh, my credit score is shot. Like, it's it's slow for this. We're going to have to rent for, like, a couple of years while I build up my credit. All the while you're renting, so that's not even ownership. Mm-hmm. But you still have those college loans that you haven't paid. So you're like, just throwing so money away like at that throwing point. Throwing money and throwing money. It's a very then, huge cycle, right? It's, it's a vicious cycle. And on top of it, it's like, and then, like us, we live in New York. So you trying to rent in New York for real? I mean, your rent. It, it all depends. You're not trying to have roommates, I assume. If you're getting like, if you're moving in with you and your significant other, so you're probably gonna be paying. Anywhere, if you're lucky, a thousand seven hundred a month. If you're trying to live it, it's like probably two thousand a month. Twenty two hundred a month, yeah, maybe even twenty five hundred. I mean, it depends on how how you're trying to do it. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Like it's it's really it's a vicious cycle, and 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 it all could could really change the way I see it. From like I remember being in high school, and my 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 teachers would say, "All right." If you do well here, your life could be set up. Like, it could be set up. And I was like, man, I mean, listen, this is amazing. I'm taking these regions. Like, this is so dumb. Like, <laughs> But if you think about it, if you knew what you to do from high school and, like, you just ate in high school and you knew the proper channels to go through to get into college, because there's so many grants for, especially, like, for us, like, African-Americans, going into college where you wouldn't really have the loans that you do if you just had that information before. You know this too? Going into high school, I don't think you really feel or really understand you're how... T- you're 12, 13. What, what would you know? Not going into high school, going into college. I oh, mean, you, yeah, don't, no. you don't really Still, understand... you're 17. Like, how... The, this... the, you don't understand the difference between having $35,000 in loans and sixty. Like you're just like yeah, it's just, yeah, loans are inevitable, you know? Who cares? Yeah. But it's, it's not until you actually are in the position where you're like, I'd much rather have half the amount of loans I do now. And it's funny because going Cause to the school. Because it would be manageable. Right. Yeah. Going into college, my pops would always tell me, apply for scholarship, search for scholarship, search for scholarship. But anytime I would search for scholarship, the search would be so strenuous mm-hmm. that I would just give up. So you're like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a child. This. <laughs> I'm a child. Why I'm am child. I? Yeah, like, why are you making me even do this? I'm like, a child. And the thing, especially with Caribbean parents, it's like, all right, well, you don't want to do it. It's going to be on you. Right. These are your loans, so you can do whatever like, you they, want. And it's funny because around that age, it's like, 
there's still there's there's still the expectations. There's still the same pressure applied, but it's like now now they're forcing you to be accountable. So it's like, all right, listen, if you don't want to do it, I'm actually not gonna force you anymore. It's tough. So it's like. You're navigating a new space where it's like, yo, my parents just told me to do something, but I don't technically have to do it. So I'm not about to do it. So I'm just not really about to do this. All right, exactly. And then it's you fast like forward six years, and it's like, maybe maybe I could have done this. Yeah, should have. Maybe I should have. Especially because having to pay $400 a month, $300 a month, if you're really trying to trying to get to it, you know I mean, it's, it's tough. Like It's like these loans never, never die. And, and and it could have all been changed, and that's why I mean that's a whole nother tangent to go off of the high school system. Like you had me taking health and phys ed, which which was fun, right? I which mean, is necessary. The gym is awesome, and health is somewhat necessary. essential. But somewhat health is, is somewhat essential. It's somewhat essential in the grand scheme of things, because is it more essential than you having a class on? budgeting navigating financially and because most schools don't financial literacy courses that's not a thing but i mean at the end of the day if you want to be financially literate you have to be in good health to first take advantage of you do but at the end of the day i could learn about health in a quick google search i'm not saying that it's the because at the end of the day i remember taking health and i remember nothing from that class (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's not I'm not saying it's not important I'm just saying it's not as important as being financial Well maybe the way the way that health classes are structured are not good enough for us to even retain information Yeah 100% but my thing is I have bio and I have chem and you make me go through all these things that's fine but my thing is financial awareness is is very important and it's not really something that's taught in most schools and it, I mean there should be a class just on grants and Lloyd uh, avoiding loans in the first place. I mean, that is per like that is directly in line, especially as a senior, with what is about to take place in your life. So how and come you in school? Right, I'm in high even... school. You're not even telling me about grants, mm-hmm. right? Like you would have to seek out a guidance counselor. You shouldn't have to seek out information that could literally change your life. That would be the difference between you going into college, not having to pay maybe anything. Because a lot of people have the grades where, like, all right, your school is thirty thousand dollars a year, you can get a scholarship for fifteen of that thirty, and there's probably a grant that could wipe out the other fifteen if you keep your grades up. I mean, why is that not something you should make force me to sit in the class and, <laughs> and learn about be, that? Not even just learn. figure out how to do that. Take me there. You make you see what I have to write up for this grant. Mm-hmm. You proofread it. You make sure I input it. Like. That's that should be something that's so much more important than anything that I learned. Like it's more important than calculus to me. Of course, of course, it's calculus. more important than. I mean, health is important, so I won't even I won't even poo poo health. But I mean, did I really need to know about physics over not having <laughs> loans? I would I would give all of my physics knowledge away <laughs> if somebody could have not had me have any loans coming out of college. That's a fact. And there are ways. I give away all my algebra knowledge too. I, I give away. I'd probably give away all my history knowledge. I'll, I'll debate away, the history. I may keep the history. Who knows? I like history, but I would give it up <laughs> for no loans. <laughs> it, you graduate with thirty five thousand dollars in loans. I would rather not know anything about history and have zero loans That's coming out. If you know how free of a person you are 
when you come out of college with like, all right, cool, time to make some money. Straight out, like not like, and the oh, money comes directly to you. Nobody's dipping into your pocket. You don't have any automatic payments set up because you don't. Maybe you need your cell phone. That's it. You're paying for your car insurance and your cell phone. Cool. But it, no college loan, no loans of any sort. Like you don't. It, that's the literal freedom. I want to go back to something real quick because you said if you're in a situation where you just graduated and now you have to pay back your loans and you're only making about you know entry level salary, you should probably pick up another gig, right? What about the people who say, you know what, I just I just worked all these hours at work and I'm just not trying to stand up at another gig afterwards. Is there another way that you can potentially invest in yourself or invest in something that's going to produce money for you so that you can have another stream of income? Yeah. No, because at I the mean, end of the day, you need multiple streams of income in order that because that, 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 that's what it sounds like. It's like, yo, regardless of the, we all know for a fact that as you get older, you're going to have more and more bills. You're going to accumulate more and more bills. And the only way to get rid of those bills is to have multiple streams of income pumping in so that you can maintain those bills and maintain the lifestyle you have. So, like, what other options do you have if, you know, you just don't want to work two jobs? Yeah, no, I mean, that's super important, too, just from the multiple streams of income. I mean, all of the wealthy have more than one stream of income. So if you are not wealthy, it behooves you to have <laughs> more, more than one stream of income. I mean, if if somebody who's making $5 million a year has more than one stream of income, why are you making $30,000 a year and not thinking, oh, maybe I should get another, a, one. another stream of income? It doesn't have to be a job. And that's why before I was saying, well, you should either get another gig, whether it's investing in something that you actually like doing and trying to monetize it or just straight up saying, all right, well, I guess I'm about to Uber. I have, I have five hours on my hands. Let's see. Oh, it's raining outside, so I'm sure that people need somebody go to New York. Somebody got somebody got to go somewhere. Somebody need a cab right sure. now. Right, or even somebody just, needs my help. Somebody needs my can use my service right now. Needs me right now. I see people standing on the corner. That's a good mentality to have. I like that. Let's stay there. Somebody needs me right now. Somebody, somebody Period. in because the if, world needs me. Right like now. if you don't want to invest, if you don't want to invest, like the the literal time you have to another company. You could just say, okay, I'm off work. Somebody needs me right yeah. now. Some of the services that I can provide, there is somebody right now that would pay me money for those services. Whether it be, I know, and that's the thing. Like, it doesn't have to be super, super strenuous. Not to poo-poo like, what are they called? They're not called babysitters. They're called... Caretakers? Caregivers? Yeah, it's not like for elders. It's like for kids, but... I know, like, I have a friend, a nanny. She's a nanny on the side. Mm -hmm. And she makes $1,500 a week on the side. She works works 20 hours. She works four hours. I won't say where, but she works somewhere four hours a day. Like, that's her job. So it's 20 hours, Monday to Friday. And then she gets the kid from school. Mm -hmm. And she makes more money doing that, $1,500 a week. week? Yeah, and she picks him up from school at 2.30. And until 7.30 or 8, when one of the two parents gets home, she makes a 1000 And And it's that's not easy work. Like, working with kids, especially that young. Right, I think your, the kid your, day, four, your day is up One kid down. is four and one is six. So she has to pick up one at 2.30 and one gets out at, like, 3.15. I mean, if they're four and six, best believe she's, she's working for that. She's working, week. but However, at it's the end of the day, week. that's 1500 a week. That's six bands a, a month. Week? Off of just sitting down with children. Fifteen hundred. What week? are the parents doing? How can they afford that? No, they're 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 well off. But my thing is that's something she seeked out because she was like, yo, honestly, I'm not trying to work 
I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying to go to school. Like she was in school. She was like, ah, I'm not doing this no more. So she, she got a job, regular job. She's like, yo, this is not enough. So I'm going to be a nanny and boom, 1500. Most people, and, and she, she stopped going to school after freshman year. So it's like, she had a few loans, but she's killed those loans at this point. Right. Cause she, she came to me. She's like, AJ, I'm trying to kill these loans. Like, what can I do? I was like, you should probably find a second job. I didn't say be a nanny, but she found that on her own. Boom. No loans. I mean, mind you, I I always say you should probably go to school. I mean, that's just me being Caribbean. That's me being Caribbean. Like I, I still think you should get a degree, but there she did not need a degree to be a nanny, and at some point she was not qualified to be a nanny, so she just got her little resume. I mean, she also kind of proved that she didn't need a degree to, to be well off, so to speak. Right. Because relatively, I mean, if you're if you're a young person, early twenties, you're making fifteen hundred a week alongside another job. Exactly, that's a great start. And fifteen hundred a week is seventy eight thousand dollars a year. That's before taxes, but still, you're making a full salary off of just how many hours a week? Exactly. And she she works four hours in the day, and then she works six hours in the night. So that's ten hours. I work from eight to six myself. <laughs> so I also work ten hours plus an hour commute each way. So that's twelve twelve hours of my day, while she is making not not the same amount, but it's comparable. Mm-hmm. Like that's not considering the fact that as well, uh, probably two three hours of those days her feet up, right? And, and it's the thing. Like, can you get those kids to sleep? Because if you can, I mean, now you're now you're shaving off three hours. Clean. Now you're kind of just you're chilling. I mean, it's hard work. I don't want to poo poo it. I don't <laughs> no, want anyone not. saying that. I'm but definitely, a lot of people gonna listen to it. Say, I might just be an Indian and call it a day. Right. And I mean, there's I so many. There's so many other ways, streams of income. I mean, that people don't really think about. But well, like. I think even even in the most basic forms, like um, investing yourself as far as like taking a class, a photography class, or something like that, right. or taking like a Easily. Photoshop class, right. and, and adding on a new skill that you could use to monetize. So it's like there's so many ways to get money now in this era because you could do so things from sitting in your basement on your computer, ways, bro. And that's the thing. Like even like there's this this couple that my girlfriend watches on YouTube. Like they they vlog every day, mm-hmm. so it's like they well like Mondays through Fridays, and the mother. Took a, like she just took us some photography class and now she's traveling the world taking pictures at weddings but she's really good mm-hmm. but it all was like oh well I'm kind of interested at some in point this. she wasn't yeah. good at photography uh, exactly. she took the like, I'm, I'm kind of interested in this let me take this class see where it goes class, and boom now she's she's just one of the people who are making some serious money and that's the thing like you you want to find something even if it's not your main job you want to find something that you love like for example. Where I work, it's a bank. Uh, I can't really probably say the name, mm-hmm. but I work at a bank on the corporate side. But as Darnell knows, the majority of my money does not come from my major job because though I do appreciate my job a lot, it's not like, oh, I like as a child, I was like, I want to be an investments analyst. <laughs> That's not something that I've ever dreamed that of. That didn't being. cross your mind. Right. It, it you didn't even know that shit existed. Exactly. It's 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 none of that. So it's like I after hours I would like to do something that I'm very passionate about. And at first, it's not even like I was making money. Not that I needed to make money, but it was just like, alright, cool, I wanna learn how to figure out this business and and eventually it was like, Alright, well this can be monetized. And, and, and for me, too, it's like, especially as a black man, it's like, if I find something and I feel like it could help one of my brothers, I'm going to want to put them on as well, mm-hmm. if they're serious about it. Because you can't just put on everybody with anything. But like, for example, like someone like Darnell, of course, like, I'm like, yo, Darnell, 
there's some money to be made. Like, what's up? And of course, Darnell's like, all right, cool, let's get it. And it's just stuff like that. Real story, too. So, you know, I mean, it's just stuff like that. Like, you want to find something you're passionate about. I have things outside that I am very passionate about. And eventually, it's monetized. Or even simple stuff. Like, I I was at, uh, like, Darnell and I play basketball sometimes on Wednesdays in Queens. And people... We're playing basketball. You have to pay ten dollars to play. Right, indoor hoops. Shout out to indoor exactly. Hoops. Shout out to indoor hoops. It was, I, a, club. I, it was a way you playing. I'm like, I can't lie. I can't. I can't even, I didn't think about that. Y'all respect. look up indoor hoops if you're looking for somewhere to hoop in New York because it's definitely the best option. I found. leave it to New York City to be the only city to, oh. to monetize that little market of like you want to find a place to hoop. I, I got gyms for you. Yeah, for ten dollars. That and, you and used that's to play because I couldn't find a gym to save my life. So <laughs> when my boy Taro told me about this, it was like, all right, cool, yeah. boom. But when I got there, it was like, uh, I mean, I've, I, I've got it, but it's like, I'm trying to play three times a week. Am I really about to be paying 120 to $150 a month to play basketball? I may as well go to Equinox at this point. <laughs> so I was like, all right, what needs to be done? And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to just start chopping up the videos of everybody who comes and sending it out for the company. And at first, I was doing it for free because I didn't really think about it. But I was like, yeah, I could probably send this to the, the the manager. And if he says he'll, like, pay me for it, like, I, I'm about to be running for free. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, <laughs> they were like, yo, uh, yeah, we'll give you a check for this. This is amazing. Like, we'll give you a check for this. It's not even like I have any editing skills. It's literally just finding the clips of each person, putting it in iMovie, and fading it in and out. But it, it kind of looks saucy, but it's just like, oh, cool. Now, no, $150 that I was paying, I do not have to pay a month. That's a fact. Anymore. You know what I'm saying? Something as so. simple as that, though, being able to to, to, to see what's, ne- what's needed in the area that you are and then provide right. it. There's always something that there's, nothing is 100% perfect. So no matter what, there is somewhere that you can add value. value. Yeah, exactly. Perfect word. You could add value somewhere in every system. No system is perfect. So you want to, even if you're just doing something out of the kindness of your heart, I mean, a lot of times you could still find a way to monetize that. Not that you have to, because, I mean, I'm sure Darnell does stuff for free. I do stuff for free all the time at my church. So it's not like every single piece of my life is monetized. Like, Pathfinder director at my church. That does <laughs> that pays zero dollars. Actually, it costs you money. I'm about to say, the fact that, the fact that costs, you're a Pathfinder director, it costs the fact that you're you a 27 year old Pathfinder director in 2019 is, yeah, is crazy. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, I don't know like how that happened, The majority of us don't even know how to spell Pathfinder. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, the Lord will bring you where he wants you. That, <laughs> that that's costs a fact. money. Trust that is a me. Fact. I have lost thousands of dollars. <laughs> it's about running the club. Yeah. Oh, you take the kids. The liability, the li- I'm about to say the liabilities that come with being a Pathfinder director are just countless. Oh, I can only imagine the sacrifices made on my behalf when I was a Pathfinder. It's insane. And on top of it, it's like, all right, cool, you take your kids to a drum practice. First off, you're probably not even supposed to be taking, like, there's so many avenues <laughs> of ways you can catch a L just from being the Pathfinder director and taking people anyway. But then it's like, all right, but you're going to start those kids? Right. You're going to just have them all day in right. the sun you, beating so drums, you're not, you're parading not, and fearing all, all through the to, place not and about not about to, to give them food. You're not about to feed these kids? And do they have money? Absolutely not. <laughs> they see that McDonald's and their eyes start just watering. Like, oh. Someone start to growl. I'm like, dang. They think $50. about all the hard work yep. that, that they put Boom, in into this $50, thing. $50, $60, right out your pockets. It's insane. <laughs> you know? Hey, well, you going to go inside and I want to eat too? 
Hmm? I said you don't go inside and not want to have, not want to eat too, right. and not eat more than them at that. Oh, hundred percent. I, I, I'm eating them first one in line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just there's so many ways, but there's so many ways to monetize, and you should just find something that you you love doing, even if it's outside of the the time that you have your nine to five or whatever job you have. You know, I mean, it's it's funny though because I saw something on Instagram. I saw a lot of women posting this on Instagram earlier today. Uh, it says 2019 hot girl summer goals. Mm. And ironically, right before right before we pulled up, I'm like, wow, this is a very financially focused hot girl, hot girl summer it's like goals a list? list. Nah, it's really a list, actually. And um, I'll read them off, matter of fact. Right, cool. Number one, save $1,000. Pay yourself $2,000 from each paycheck for the next five paychecks. Deposit money in the interest-bearing account. Oh, I like that. Nice. Sounds cool. good. That's, nah, that sounds good. That sounds impressive. Yeah. All right, number two, invest in five stocks. Okay. Mm, open a Robinhood account. Choose top... See, you know what's funny? When I first read the Invest in Five Stocks, I scratched my head a little bit like, this might be a little misleading. But then I actually read the the fine print words and it said, open a Robinhood account, mm-hmm. choose top five brands you own, research if the company is publicly traded, mm-hmm. and if they are, buy one to ten shares of each company. There it is. Now, at first, like I said, I was a little skeptical about that. Like, you know, I'm just telling them to go buy, buy five random stocks. But when you think about it, telling them to find brands that you actually like that you already technically invested in, and then doing your research on those brands and following them. Yeah, because you actually care about them. Like, not a bad idea. I would say though, if you do plan on doing that, you have to be able to leave the money in there long term and not yeah. try to pull it out two, three months. That kills. Kills you. you nah, because everybody wants. Everybody wants the thing. Everybody wants the Instagram page with the money that happened overnight. You understand that real money is slow. Well, unless you you be, actually you will at, at the thing is that once you get past this, the making of slow money, then the, as then you it's get more money, money, right? Exactly, as you get more money, it just becomes fast money right, again. Exactly. And like, like, and and I mean, you have to think about it because like I'm sure most of us wear Nike something. I'm right. wearing a Nike shirt right now. My sneakers. I'm wearing Nike balling. shorts and sl- right, and slides exactly. right now. I played. I'm wearing Nike slides. I was playing in Kyrie's earlier today. <laughs> so yeah, Nike stock is. Eighty-seven dollars. So, right. like, I right, buy five to ten shares. I mean, you you could if you have it, mm-hmm. but I mean, you you can still find things to do. And I like that a lot. This is a hot girl summer. I can get behind. Like, I can get behind. <laughs> let, me, let me hear the rest of that. So the, the the third one: buy ownership in an REIT. A read account. I hear that. <laughs> REIT is defined as a real estate investment trust. Mm-hmm. Consider owning shares in. Oh wow. See, now it kind of seems like somebody was behind this. Consider owning shares in RLJ Lodging, Realty Income. Uh, it's a little skewed. Over right <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, they're telling them what exactly oh, they invested. Yeah, who, that's crazy. I don't know. Who, who paid for this? Who are you at? at who? At Kezia MW. Who, who's Kezia MW? She's a little sus. Yeah, Number but, four. Okay. Pay down one credit card. Oh, 100%. Right. That, you got to pay. You know what's crazy? I don't like credit cards. Yeah, I don't like I I, I have my like, credit cards as a debit card. Like, I, I'll pay... For what I already could have, like, if I have the cash, I'll just buy and then I'll just pay it off as soon as it shows on my credit card. Because for me, it's like if you're responsible enough to do that, it's just you're building your credit without any of the the foolishness that comes with having a credit card. Right. That's what my mom was always taught me. My dad as well. Like you, you can if you can pay off your credit card, not just at the end of the pay period, but as soon as it happens, like as soon as it hits your account and you see it, probably the next day, it's like, all right, cool. Here's a 500 because I had the 500 anyway, but I just used my credit card and paid off the next day 
with my like, from whatever debit card you have. And are you doing that just to show the credit card company that you can pay off things as soon as you get it? I mean, it keeps your, that, it keeps that... your credit score high. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like it, your credit score, you'll never have bad credit if you're paying stuff off just like that. But realistically, most people have to pay it off before the end of the pay period. If you could pay off before the end of the pay period, even if it was like, all right, you had 1300 this month, boom, pay that off. Cool. That's going to be great for your credit score. Or if you have like a car that uh, has a $3,000 limit, at the end of the month, worst case scenario, you should only have one third of what you could have in there. So mm-hmm. like if, if you have, if you pay off to $1,000 on your credit card, that still will keep your credit score high. But it's when you have a $3,000 limit and you have used, you're at $27,000 mm. and you just let it sit there. Now, mind you, you're not at your limit, but your credit score is going close. down. Right. Yeah, your you're credit score is going down. Because they know it's like, oh, you, you can't pay this back. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot pay you this can- back. So, therefore, we are taking some points. Like Now, your credit score goes from 720 to all of a sudden you wake up and it's 665, 670. <laughs> it's like, okay, damn, that's crazy. And then if you ever did need to take a loan out of for like financial reasons, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, listen. Now they're factoring that in. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to be able to. So, so with this credit card thing, do you think it's, it's wiser for you to like open a credit card with, the, with whatever bank that you have or should you go and get like a, an, a whole completely different bank? I mean, I, I, find, I, I can't say credit. what's better or not, but for me it's easier because if I have a Chase account, I mean... It'll show both balances right there in the app, so I don't even have to like be moving money around. It's just it's already there, you know. So like for me, I have a Chase credit card, I have a Chase debit card. Mm-hmm. I see both of the balances. It's like, do you want to pay this off? Press a button, boom. And mind you, you could do that with any other things, but it's just everything is right there. So preference. Me. There's no right. there's no like, right or wrong there, way to yeah, do it. No, there's not. I was I wasn't but, sure about that. But with credit cards, you want to find a credit card that's not charging you insane interest rates because mm. it's like. Like I probably ten times a week I'll get a credit like Capital One twenty five per like you want me to pay twenty five per, percent that's, interest that's, you know how and mind you if you're in a t- like imagine sitting down you're like yo I need a way to pay off this four thousand dollars tomorrow <laughs> by the end of the week I have four days. That's and, beastie. And then all of a sudden, you You're get kind of a very Capital close. One car coming in the mail. Yeah, not to pick on Capital One. It could be any bank. Right. You get a car saying, oh, $10,000 limit. It's like, wow, this must be a sign. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's not a sign. Uh, and, and that's this the is thing, a like, test, actually. Yeah, this is a test. And <laughs> a board mission. To, yeah, and you're about to fail this test. It's tough. Like, people get credit card. Well, that could ruin your life. Because sometimes you, you feel you need it. And sometimes you actually need it. But it's like, but then to pay that off, but you still got those calls. Well, see, and, and it's funny <laughs> because the first, my only experience with credit cards was back in 2017, my senior year of college. Um, I think, I forgot, I think my friends came in and said, yo, get a credit card. Everybody's getting credit cards. And I just, yeah. I opened a credit card, opened a Discover card, and I just had it. Just had it sitting there. And I got it around like January 2017. And then um, fast forward to March, and a lot of conversations was being had surrounding spring break. And I was just like looking at my debit card like, like my bank account, like, I don't got money to go on spring yeah, break. Exactly. It's unnecessary. And then something clicked in my head. I said, yo, you have a credit card now. Mm-hmm. You have a $1,000 limit on your credit card. As a matter of fact, that $1,000 is enough money for you to get to Miami. Not only get to Miami, but have a place to stay in Miami. And that's when, you get, that's when things get 
that's when things get shifty. You know, and, and everyone, well, I won't say everyone, but most people probably have such good intentions. Like, all right, cool. I know I got to pay this back, so I'm going to just go on this trip, and I'm going to pay back. <laughs> but my thing is, when you do that, when you get home, your four tires are going to just be bald. <laughs> All of a sudden, every oh, all of a sudden, your car starts making some noise you that you never heard mechanic before. And it's seven hundred. <laughs> my car's been fine my entire life. All of a sudden, as soon as I need to pay back something, I need to get four tires and fix everything in my car <laughs> at fourteen hundred. So it's like, all right, cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just get a next paycheck. A calm little humble L. Right, next paycheck. There's another thing. Oh, there's a death in the family. You gotta go to Jamaica. You know, people, you have to go to Jamaica, which means yeah. you have to pay for Jamaica. You have it's to pay It's not a yo, we're going to Jamaica. Right. It's a yo, right, cool. now you, you each all are coming to Jamaica with you us. You need to go to Jamaica because there's a death in the family. <laughs> and you need to be there in two weeks. And it's summertime. And that ticket is $400. And, if you, wait to, and if you wait too long, it'll be $400 one way. Right. Like sometimes L's, and you, everyone knows that L's come from everywhere. Like I remember I booked my ticket to Jamaica. <laughs> I booked my return ticket 100%. I had it and it was $227 round trip. The best deal I ever got. Probably but, never going to find that deal again. No, I never will. And I remember coming home, there was like some storm and they were postponing, they were postponing uh, flights at one airline. Actually, no, the. It, they were postponed. My flight was the next day, but they were going to be postponing all of those flights. Mercy. So it was like I had a meeting that Monday morning, and I was gonna fly back. Uh, I was gonna fly back the Sunday, but I was like, if they're gonna be postponing my flight on Sunday, I have to fly back Saturday. So I was in. I went, and I was like, all right, what's the cheapest ticket y'all got? And they said five hundred sixty-five. I already paid for my to and from ticket, but I just had to make I had to make sure you had that, to secure right. And mind you, time. my the rest of my family they weren't they didn't have such they, time they weren't pre- so, wait, they were impressed right, to get so back. Fine. But my dad didn't get back with Cameron, my brother, for three days because there was like three openings. So they made my grandma, my mom, and my sister go then uh, on the Monday. We we're supposed to fly back Sunday, but they had to wait for one more day, so they flew back Monday. My brother and my dad were staying in some some random hotel for the next three days. And that would have been me if, I, but it's like I wasn't expecting to spend five hundred sixty-five dollars, but it just happens like that. Some some days, you know, you're not expecting someone to run into the back of your car and not <laughs> stop and not. just and just just go leave. They they flee the scene. <laughs> now that's going to be on you, and you have one of two options: Are you going to tell the insurance company and let your insurance go up, or are you going to pay for it out of pocket because you don't want to deal with? Right, you want to pay for it on the back and exactly. let nobody know and about all it. All of a sudden, your bumper. Oh. I, like two hundred dollars, you take it in, and you need a whole new bumper, and it's seven hundred dollars. I think I think a large majority of life is just being able to, to find yourself in these weird situations that that just spring up on you day to day and accept it right away. Yeah, yeah. The moment it. when you don't accept it right away, that's that's when the stress comes. That's when the tension is made. That's yeah. when it just it gets unbearable. But it's like with the moment you accept it right away, it's like you know what I bet. Yeah, and and the thing is, Copy. the easiest way to be able to accept it right away. Is to be financially prepared for it because you can't this is accept seven hundred dollars that right you just away, don't have. You just don't. Have. <laughs> so you're like, yo, I got sixty beans. I know I can make it to Friday, and then your car stops working. The way you get to work, the way you get to your money. Right, but see, the way that you get to the bag. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like, 
dang son like i only got 60 dollars. so now your car is on on the it's just sitting there <laughs> and you're like all right i just gotta find my way you already you only got work. 60 dollars. you weren't you you already filled your tank so you right. weren't expecting to have to pay any more money to get to work all of a sudden i don't know take already fill you only got 60 dollars left trip is already booked that's that's coming up two weeks from now now you're kind of already regretting the trip before you get there mm-hmm. now when you're on the trip you're on the trip thinking about what just happened back at home and you're not really on vacation anymore because all the money that's spent is all you can think about stuff man it's it's really tough and that's why i mean it it's, it all think, circles back man. i think you really just have to live poor your first couple of years like you, you just you have to force yourself to live poor or you, have you just to have to live it. within your means and living within your means means you everyone should have a budget everyone should have money go every paycheck going to like for me even when i was like broke like my dad always taught me you need to have some money just in case. Because if you have a car, you need a car fund. Right. Because your car will betray you will one day. Be. Or somebody be. on the road will betray you right. one day. My sister's been in traffic and somebody has hit off her rear view mirror, uh, her side view mirror, and just kept it pushing. Kept it pushing. And that's out of your pocket. Because you're not going through insurance for a rear But that's over $200. Even if it was one hundred fifty dollars, like whatever it is, like the highway with the you no just were, view, that's something that wasn't even in your mind, and now you got to pay it. So I mean, you should have mercy a couple, a couple streams of income, I would say, and you absolutely should. I mean, if you don't have a couple streams of income, especially in, in this climate, it's tough. It, it'll make it tough unless you're like. Oh, your parents are rich and they're paying for your life. Then all right, cool. You're fine. Or unless you, unless your one stream of income is substantial. Yeah, yeah, hundred hundred percent too. Like if if somehow you graduate and you're making six figures out the gate and you don't like you don't feel like you need anything, then you're fine. But I I'd say most that's not most Americans in the first place. So I my suggestion would be if you find yourself hoping like like oh i need i need extra money like every time i get paid it's almost like i'm not getting paid because i'm having to live so humbly as soon as the paycheck comes <laughs> then you should probably have at least some kind of other stream of income i know for a fact for myself one 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 department that really eased me away recently has been um lunches the lunches oh, but the, the thing for me though at the same time the lunches are for political reasons as well yeah, yeah so it's like damn it's not really it's an expense, but it's not really no, an expense. That's a, but that's for you. That that's the, and that's the difference. You are investing in yourself because you. That's the that's the kind of life that you're in. For me, I am not investing myself in lunch. I'm just eating chipotle. <laughs> I'm just going to Yasao Tangbao. I'm just going to Golden Crust because on Mondays and Thursdays they have a beef patty with cocoa bread special in the with, city wait, wait with, they got that in the city yeah they got that down right two blocks away from my my job really beef patty with cocoa bread special with the chicken soup <laughs> wait which chicken soup is, yo that's how insane. much is that it's it's eleven dollars but here in the city but nonetheless the fact that they, they're packaging and, and you get and you get a dng you get a, you get a cold champagne for 11 yo, the fact that they packaging all of those three things together is yeah, hilarious no, it's to insane me. they know they, they know, know exactly they know they know who they're talking to they, they yeah. know exactly who they're targeting 100%. with that because think about it at the end of the day the majority of people that work in corporate america in that area are either Jamaican or Nigerian. Yeah, no, they know. Oh, they're they right there. They're, they're right there waiting. They, right. they, they see. Know. They see. They see. They know. They see Golden Crust. Everybody else doesn't. Golden Crust is just another store on the block. Nah, and that's but a y'all wild, see the wildest Crust. thing with them is they, like, they're steady, like, white people in there, too. Like, really? Yeah, well, no, it's fun. Because, time, because you have friends. Right, exactly. Yeah, by that time, like, when yo, your coworkers put yo, you on. Let me, let me, let me take you somewhere. Right, you just like, have some seasoning yo, today. Let me show you something right now. 
I'll get you a mild, mild cocoa, uh, mild beef patty. Yeah, you can start off. Yeah, let's start off with a mild for you, buddy. Start off. <laughs> yeah, start off calm. Yeah, let's Yo. start off a little calm, but that, that's it. I mean, that's 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 it. I mean, you got to live within your means. At the end of the day, I mean, that's what it really boils down to. You don't want to do too much, and that's what we were talking about in the beginning. That's how I feel like we still. I mean, you can't you can't be doing too much. You can't be everywhere. Yo, two things. It's funny because you have to you have to first accept yourself, accept within yourself. Like, yo, I, I just can't. Yeah, and that's the thing. It, that like, comes I just, I just that comes that. with anything you do. Because for me, it's like a lot of my friends. It's not even to be braggadocious. I'd say I probably in my friend group, I probably make the most money. So because of that, my friends think that for some reason I'm. I don't know how much money they think I'm making, but <laughs> it, it people always think you're making more than you're making. Right. <laughs> so for me, it's like everybody always thinks it's like, right. oh, exactly. like, hold on, hold on, exactly. wait, what? Calm you down. How so, about right, right? Actually, not even really much more than you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and even you're, if you're two years away. You're yeah. you're a strong six months at work away from this. Exactly. So for me, it was like something happened with my car. So whatever, like it, I didn't have it anymore. And while I just am getting the news, I don't have my car anymore. One of my friends was with me. He was like, oh, bro, it's lit. Now you can get a Tesla. Huh? <laughs> huh? Like, literally, he's like, yo, bro, you start looking at Teslas. Like, that joke will fit you. Yeah, it would probably would. It probably would. It probably would look me, cute. It's like, I'm not trying to buy a car that I can't just buy at this point. Because I've been blessed to live at home. Mm-hmm. So... I have enough money to buy a car outright, but I don't have enough money to buy that the car. car. Oh, right. Or oh, that car. That car, yeah. that Tesla, I do not have. And I'm not making payments. Like, what, what do I look like <laughs> being in, I'm in debt because I wanted to get a Tesla? Like, right now. <laughs> come on. I still I don't even have a house here. I'm just getting it. I'm just about to buy a house now. Like, what? Do I want a house? Do, do, I, want, do I want to put the, the down payment on a house? I don't want to put the down payment on a Tesla. Like the Tesla would be smooth, and I'm sure people would give me love for it. But let's just be sensible about things. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the thing. Like, I, my car was not like I had a 2010 Toyota Camry. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I'm sure that I could have had a better car, but it was like that was my college car. Still worked fine. Had no problems. And it's like, there was no man, need to upgrade. Yeah, like I, I didn't need the upgrade. Now, some people find more uh, things that are more important. So, like, where I would spend, I'm very frugal. So, it, it's like. This we know. Yeah, no, 100%. Because <laughs> I'm just thinking of just so that's ways. Because even, even, like, I just want to figure out a way if I'm paying for something that I don't have to be paid for. It. That's usually what I'm looking like. All right, cool. How can I just get rid of this? Oh, my car insurance is 160 a month. All right, let me find something that will pay me 160 a month. Oh, okay, now I'm editing videos for indoor hoops. And all of a sudden, I don't have to pay for like it's essentially I don't have to pay for my car insurance. Right. Harder, exactly. That's it. Like I don't. That is essentially adds up to what I was paying for my car insurance. So I mean, it, it's just you got to live within your means. You, you do, and I, I can't get a Tesla, and that's fine. Like, and and my friends would be saying, "Well, you could get a Tesla," and I I could, but. Financially, I, I want to buy a house, and I'm, I'm looking at some houses, so that I'd rather that. And and you know, I'm looking for buildings, like I you that's you know. So for me, it's just like you just have to t- 
to think of the big picture. And sometimes you got to forego things. Like, I would love to have a Tesla right now. A Tesla would be smooth. I don't really like Teslas, but Teslas would be smooth yeah. aesthetically at least. That's yeah. how I feel about 100%. Teslas. 100%. Yeah. It would be clean. I look like that guy, but at the end of the day, like a lot of my friends that look like that guy are, are asking me to cash up the money on Wednesday because they got to end up maintain that guy. Yeah. And they'll get it back to me when they can get it back to me. But, you know, it, it, I mean, you just got, you got to be smart. It's funny because I think an important thing to mention is the fact that when we make purchases, a lot of it, a lot of them are like emotional purchases. Hundred percent. I got. I think once you realize, I think something I started doing too is once before I make a purchase, I always ask myself, why am I making this purchase? I'm like, do I need this? Yeah. Or do I really want this? Yeah. And, and if I, I want it, I may just be like, maybe I don't need this right now. Exactly. And sometimes you have to, you have to, you have to treat yourself. Right. Let's not get it twisted. Like we're not robots. So if there's a suit that I, I don't need the suit, but it's like I kind of do want it. I I want it, and and I've I've set up my money to where I can get it and not be falling flat on my face if all four of my tires just get popped. <laughs> I can still take care of that too. It's like all right, cool. I'll get this gray suit. I get this bag. I can get my girl something. Like it, it's no problem. But you, especially in the early stages, especially when you're trying to just kill those loans, like in the early stages when you should be before you have that many more responsibilities yeah like maybe you don't get that suit what age do you think is reasonable because you, you mentioned a valid point because i, and I was thinking about it. i gave it some thought i'm like yo a lot of people talk about the fact that yo I, I, you should get a girl you should do this you should have that you should start dating but it's like if you're you, broke don't get a girl I'll tell you that. <laughs> if, you're, if you're broke don't get a girl what do you think is a reasonable age to start to start? To, to I can't i can't put an age on it because like my brother is in an actual relationship he's been in it for maybe two years maybe more i mean he's been with her for a while she's a nice, very nice girl but at the end of the day like cameron could come to me for bread so it's not even the same situation as most like right he has he has an old he has, he has two older siblings actually yeah, that he could look up to cameron will be in a group like he will go to my mom ask me you not going to my dad <laughs> to my mom asking for bread he will go to me ask for bread and go to my sister asking for bread on the same day. Get bread from all. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, he still has a job. Like, That's crazy. Job. So it's like, it's like he's all he, does, he does the youngest, right? He, he doesn't even need the money. It's just, it's, like, it's just, ah. it's a mental thing. Like, just so I know he I have knows, this. He knows we're gonna give it to him. So, but that's a different situation than most. Yeah, I mean, if you're in college, it's tough. Like, I can never say, and you don't have to have money to be in a relationship. Let's not get it twisted. Mm-hmm. More so, but when it, you're it, it out would, of college, you kind of need money to be in a relationship but in college well at this point you probably do in this climate with these i mean i i know some 21 year olds and the stuff that they're into is the stuff that i'm into mm-hmm. but why why are we we're, into our pockets thing. are completely different right like you're coming out of college with zero dollars actually negative dollars <laughs> and i am making what i'm making and i'm financially very stable and we do the same things. Like you take the sim- similar Probably. vacations to me. Like your vacations look like my vacations. Like you're swinging vines, and you're in beautiful lush green, and you're <laughs> skydiving, and you're at a waterfall, the same waterfall I was at, and you're at Duns River Falls, and you're in the grill, staying there for a week. And I know you don't have the hookup because you have no job. Where I have a job that is essentially paying for my hotel. Because I get nights for free. Mm-hmm. So, are you paying for this hotel? Because that's, like, I'm not even trying to pay for this hotel. Like, you know, it's tough. Like, it, it's tough. The flex the flex will get you. It, it will. And and you have to you have to fight that if you're really trying to, to kill those loans. 
And then on top of it, let's forget about if you're trying to get married. Let's forget it. Like dating is to get married usually. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> usually. usually. <laughs> like I'm not saying not everyone wants to get married. That's right. fine. But when you're dating, it's usually to get married. And when you get to that point, especially if you're dating in college, well, yeah, you're 23, but you've been dating me for five years. So what's up? And you know how much weddings cost? Nice weddings cost? You can, you can make a makeshift wedding look nice too. But venues, they're bread. So it's like there's oh, just always some cheap. bread around the corner that you're about to have to spend. There's no discounts on weddings for real, for real. Uh, what you what you realize as you get older, the the, the majority of things, there's no discount. Yeah, yeah there's just yeah. no discount. Like. And and you before you even get to the wedding, are you not buying a ring? And I'm not saying that this is actual culture, but like it is said in American <laughs> culture that it's preferred. What you pay for the ring. Is three two to three months worth of your salary. That is that is the culture. I'm not saying that that is what you have to do, but let's just say let's just say for example you're making one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. That would mean anywhere from twenty to thirty thousand dollars you'd be paying for the ring. That's that's custom. Now mind you, no, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure celebrities can do that or like people who are actually wealthy. But just for that to even be a custom. It's is crazy insanity. Like I'm making one hundred twenty thousand dollars, and you're supposed you think I'm about to be paying twenty thousand dollars. Just setting the bar so high. Over and if it. and if the ring is twenty thousand dollars, how much is the like? Clearly, your venue is about to be around there in that this, same ballpark. Because think about it, you gave me a crazy ring, so now I'm expecting you to give me what I want for this you wedding. Can't, now you I want to run wild with this wedding. Right, like and it's wedding season right now. A lot of people yeah. getting married. A lot of people are getting you married. You cannot get married at the spot on Merrick Boulevard. A lot of people are getting married, which means that it's you're, like your, your, your girl is not liable to know somebody else getting married and overhear you her wedding many, plans. You don't have to So now, now it's inevitably a competition. You don't have to overhear. It's on Instagram. You're right. The hashtag is there. So it's like right. I, they've and they've and and I'm not and I'm not even saying woman. This is not uh when I say they, it's literally people because I know I have male friends that have been gung ho about their wedding. So it's like they've got it all planned down to the T. Whereas I have female friends who also have been from the time that they could even think about, about guys, marriage from the time that they knew that they had right, to get married. As, new, as long as as soon as they realized they were into guys, they have been thinking about a wedding. So it's like whether it be the guy or the girl. There's so like so much thought being put into this, and it's like, yo, this could this could and and then people take loans out for their weddings, bro. <laughs> people take because you don't want your, you do not want your wedding to be look that wedding, poo poo, right? On to be Instagram. that wedding when yo, you, yo, you, just, you, just, you, just, you just took us to a lovely spot because I was talking about this the other night. There's gonna be a, a there's gonna be a strong two years. With everybody in your Instagram, so everybody that you follow on Instagram and everybody that follows you on Instagram is getting married. That's my. This is where I'm at right now, and I've been and to weddings. Where you're at. That's where exactly where yo, I'm at. And I've been to weddings, is. and I'm just like, oh, okay, this is nice. And this is like, but you asked me to borrow five hundred <laughs> two weeks ago. How is this? I mean, you know up? what? I'll put towards a wedding. That has that's my gift. Nothing to do with it. All right, like, well, I, <laughs> and why? Why would you want to be in debt for your wedding or be in debt for your wedding ring? Because, and and I see, I hear it because I can see it on both sides. One, yo, you're a dummy for getting a loan on a wedding ring. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, 
that wedding ring is going to be because you already know how women get when they get a wedding ring. That joint is in every picture thereafter for probably the next six months. Come to the office the first day back with the wedding ring on and everybody's yeah, exactly. so surrounding that, you looking that, at your wedding ring. That wedding ring tells people about you. That people that don't even know you. It's yeah. Like, oh, that wedding man. ring. Yo, a wedding ring literally speaks for you when you're not there. It's insane. It speaks. It speaks on behalf of your name when you're not there. Yeah, hundred percent. So it, it's just essentially, all right. Well, do I want to go cheap on the wedding ring? And and there's nice rings you can get that are not five thousand, ten thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollars. Let's not get twisted. You better find one. But at the end of the day, some people will go with the oh, I wanted this ring for my whole life. All right, babe, I'll get it for you. And boom. Now we're living check to check for your ring right. so you can brag and to your friends. You still have to take another loan out for your wedding and now we can't buy a house because of some pictures that you want to take in <laughs> at the venue. It's, it's tough. Like, it's, <laughs> it's tough. I mean, and, and I see it both sides because psychologically you don't want to you, you don't want to look like you're less than. But my thing is, people are doing weddings. Like, for example, it's so funny. Like, my girlfriend sent me a picture of uh, Mark Zuckerberg's baby shower. I heard about that. That joint looked like he was having it. He looked like he was the brokest man ever. I'm going to see if I can find it. But literally, he looked like the brokest man in the history Yo, of I heard life. a lot of people talking about it. I didn't, I didn't go to see the picture myself. And homie is one of the richest people in the world. If I could just find it real quick. Look at this joint. Swipe. Does that look like he is a billionaire? 50 bill? That looked like a generic makeshift like, oh, you're not having a baby shower? We're playing one for you tomorrow. No thought this Yo, is he's you know worth funny, fifty bill. You know Look funny, at his though? baby shower. You know what's funny bro. with our generation. Our generation finds new ways to create expenses. Look at this, and I've found I see people with the most extravagant gender reveals. Baby no, gender not reveals. even baby showers. Gender, gender reveals, reveals. <laughs> and, and homie and baby showers. And this man. Look at this. There's a two. Is it? Is it two God. word? Is a two word ornament hanging on the wall? It says baby shower. That's it. You would never know. This looks like a, an elderly's home. This looks like your first. Starter. And there's no gifts there because he doesn't need gifts because yeah, I'm Mark Zuckerberg. I have the money to do yeah, it. Like, he's literally having that baby shower just so that everybody can welcome the baby. It's insane. Like this is just a regular. I don't even know where he's at at this point. Like this doesn't even like uh, this can't be his house. That can't be a big city either. That it doesn't even look like a big city. Like look at the, just look at the apartment. Look at the quality of the apartment he's, right. he's seeing. So right now. and and that's what I'm saying. Literally, like in the hashtag, it's not his uh, his Instagram. Clearly, this is mm-hmm. some I don't know. It's some page, but it's like like the hashtags are like first hashtag hashtag LMAO <laughs> <laughs> hashtag baby shower hashtag Mark Zuckerberg hashtag billionaire. Yeah, well, you would never know. Would but never, yeah, but no a idea. lot of people, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. Like, and, and meanwhile, baby showers for people who are making $50,000 are costing 5000 because you're trying to, like, you want it to be catered and you want it to look nice and you want the big old chair and you want, like, but you're paying $5,000 for a, a baby shower when Mark Zuckerberg paid zero dollars for the baby look at this he probably this looks like he spent a hundred dollars maybe it's tough like it, yeah or well i'm sure somebody threw for him but this is just this is nothing like this 
Mark isn't in competition with anybody on Instagram. So. Oh yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't even see anything Instagram. on the screen. He probably doesn't use social media. No, he doesn't care. Like, and even if you're having the most luxurious vacation of life, like, what does that mean to him? I have fifty billion dollars. Not even that. If I'm having the most luxurious vacation of life, if you probably wouldn't even see me post it yeah, because actually, I'm having the most luxurious vacation of life right now. And also, it's probably going to be on my app that I made, which is why I'm a billionaire. So. The, the luxurious vacation you're having is going up on my app. So who am I to compete? You're on this vacation because you want to flex on my app, but I'm the one getting paid here. <laughs> you know, it's tough. Like it, it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. What about the people who actually have money? He's saved? worth $75.5 billion. 75.5? Yeah. So, How much uh, is Jeff Bezos at right now? Uh, I think he took a hit, but do you think it's worth it? Do you think do you think it's it's um it's morally okay for people to be worth that much money? Yes, hundred percent. Why you say that? Because at the end of the day, his well, it, I don't know how accurate this is, but it says that he is worth one hundred sixty five point six billion dollars. I'm sure that's changed with his um divorce, divorce, but um. Yeah, I mean, I and you know what? At the end of the day, like, there's so much that, like, even Bill Gates, like him and his wife, they have foundations that help the masses. And a lot of these people don't keep, all, mind you, one billion dollars is too much money to spend for a lifetime. So mm-hmm. you're worth seventy five billion, as Mark Zuckerberg is. Like, but at the end of the day, it's like, where is the line? Like, tell me where the line is, because a hundred million dollars is a lot of money. This is true. $50 million is a lot of money. Also true. $20 million is a lot of money. $10 million is a lot of money. So it's like, where can you... There's no line. It's different for everybody. Some people can't handle $100,000. If you were to give some people $100,000 in the street, it would probably negatively affect their lives because they would go even broker because they would lose $100,000 and then they're used to having at least $100,000. So they probably want to figure out a way to still live that life even though they don't have the money anymore like people you know what i'm saying so it's like for me like if somebody gave me a billion dollars things would change i'm not not to say it wouldn't mm-hmm. but at the end of the day like there's so much good you can do having a billion dollars too that mm-hmm. like why why would you think that that's a problem right like what why would you not i guess, I guess, I guess the common argument is the fact that there's people out here with billions and billions of dollars. However, there's people in this very country who are on the street broke and can't even find a penny to spare. That's true. And there's some billionaires that were broke and didn't have a penny to spare that eventually became billionaires. I'm not saying that every single person can become a billionaire. There's not. But at the end of the day, it's like, uh, you know, like even not to be political or anything, but there are like some people who think that the rich should be taxed so much, like so much more than the the whatever quote unquote poor is but at the end of the day you have to to think the rich are even if even if there was a flat tax of 10% like if i make $100,000 a year mm-hmm. i'm getting taxed $10,000 a year if you're making $10,000 a year you're getting taxed $1,000 a year so my 10,000 won't hit as much as your 1,000 but it, it, are you saying that i should be taxed Forty percent of my a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand, like so, I should be out of two hundred thousand. I should be paying eighty thousand dollars a year. Like that to me is like. 
So it almost feels to you like you're being penalized for having right. Like, like and 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 then and what it and mind you that is how it's, things are set up. But that's how the when the rich say, "All right, well, I'm about to find a way around that." So, like the president does, and like other people will do, you can find legal ways. I I won't speak on illegal ways, but you can find legal ways to not have to be paying what they're telling you you have to pay. Mm-hmm. You know, so either way, it's like. I mean, if you're rich, especially like billionaire type rich, I know nothing about that. So I'm just speaking from what I gather. Infer. But <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with being that rich per se. Because it's essentially like, all right, cool. Like what you like that money you're, you you want to tax or take some of the money to do. If there was a plan, that's the thing. Like I would be like if I was a billionaire and there was a plan for what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would be open to it, but you're not about to make me like if I'm making a billion dollars a year, you're not about to take half a billion dollars from me a year. That's also not happening. That's just crazy. So there has to be. And mind you, if somebody's worth one hundred and sixty billion dollars, uh, like we said, he's worth seventy five billion dollars. There shouldn't be a hundred people sleeping outside of Penn Station. You know, like at some point, without even affecting his life, he could change a hundred to two hundred to three hundred. But right, but at, it's just, all right, how do you go about it? I'm saying, like, what should there be like some fund for everyone who does is aka like either like homeless or not making enough to to to, to meet ends meet? Like, that, what's the plan? Like, you can't just be like, oh, we're going to take all this money away from the rich. You, as long as there's a plan, of course, like, there, there should be something. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with being rich, but you should at least have some kind of plan as to how the poor could be benefited from this. Because knowing uh, America, it would just be, all right, well, the rich are getting less rich and the poor are staying as poor as to say, where is this money even going? That's you know a fact. That is, that's, that's, that's very liable of happening. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, the rich would be like, all right, you take all this money. I still see the exact same amount of people homeless. The exact same amount of people can't be, like, can't make it on, from a week-to-week place financially. Like, there has to be some kind of plan. So that's the way I look at it. I think, I think another big issue, too, when it comes when it comes to, like, um you know, financial issues in this country, I think... Living in America, everybody sold the dream that you could be a millionaire. Hundred percent. And like we said earlier in the pod, you don't even really need a million dollars to to to, to, to no, live don't. a good life. And that's the thing, like that's the bar. Like, like there's, I don't know if that's everywhere in the world, but at least in America, it's like there's so many bars that's like, all right, if you make ninety thousand dollars, all right. But if you're making a hundred thousand dollars, like boom, like you made it six figures. But well, mind you, you can find a way to live a very good life at ninety thousand dollars. You just gotta find out what living below or what living within your means of a good life at ninety thousand dollars is. Right. I mean, and and also it's almost the same exact thing. It's just like, oh, you sold being a millionaire, but being a millionaire is not like I guess that's uh, that's the goal for people. But like that's just a number. You know what I'm saying? And for me, it's like if you're under a million dollars, you can still have a very happy life. Or for me, it's like, all right, well, like people think like I right, you're a millionaire, like that's it. But for me, it's like, all right, well, I could make five million dollars. I can make ten million dollars. I can make fifty million dollars, you know, I can make a hundred million dollars and I could change 
the trajectory not only of my family but the people that are close to me mm-hmm. so like i think from experience you know like if i find any information now i'm like yo darn out because i know you're serious it's like yo come in like let come in let me meet you let me introduce you to somebody let mm-hmm. me let me let me see and and i would expect the same from you because when people are serious it's like all right cool like you can really build with people can't build with everybody, but the thing, you, the thing is too, though you hit, you hit on a very important nail is the fact that you also have to find people around you too who are also serious, and you have to find you have to know who's not serious, because the most frustrating thing that I've ever had to deal with is when you're trying to change somebody's life or you're trying to put somebody on to something that you're super passionate about, and they're not as passionate about it, so it's like they're dragging their feet or. It's like it's just not getting done. But you can't build with people who are not as passionate as you are. Mm-hmm. And that's something you can't figure out. You can't figure that out after the fact. Because either. if you it's are trying to, to work, yeah, you're trying to work with somebody who is not as passionate in whatever project it is as you are. It will not work unless you are literally willing to do everything they're supposed to be doing and you're supposed to be doing. And that's just annoying. It's it may not, it right. not happen that way. But no, nah, people, people have to be, uh, us as a community, we have to be able to, to start trusting each other again. And, 100%. And being able to pull our money together to do things. Because at the end of the day, you yes, you need multiple streams of income. Yes, you know, you want to take the money that you have and flip it. But you'll be working 10 times as harder trying to do something by yourself. Yeah, opposed to just fun. having somebody else pull up. And I always thought, I always you thought. You can always, ain't nothing wrong sharing. I always thought that, like, I right, yo, I'm going to get this done and boom. But it's like. Until I met my like my mentor and like other people like to have in your circle, like nothing really started popping off. Mm-hmm. As soon as I met people that I could really build with and could show me the ropes, because when you don't have anything, you don't have the answers either. You need to be with. You need to have good counsel. You need to be with people who know the ropes already. That's a fact. Who've been there, done that, who've seen right. things already. And some people can. Some people can learn on their own. Like all right, and you could take some L's before you take some W's, but it, it's. I'd say it's a lot easier to um, to at least be with somebody who's been there before, because then everything starts popping off, and then I'm like, "Yo, Arnold, what's up? I, I just found out this information. Like, I didn't know anything about this. Like, you know, you're right, exactly. Let's so it's just like, yo, let's get some money. You know, it's tough too. And then it's so tough too. I mean, not even to go off on a tangent, but it's like, all right, cool. I hear something, and all of me and most of my close friends have jobs and have had jobs for a long time. So it's just like, yo, I'm telling this like life changing information to people. And I'm like, yo, it just, all I need is this and that's it. Like you're in and boom, we about to get this money together. And it's like, Oh yeah. Either the chat a goes quiet. And then Yo, I love hours, it. Yeah, and I love when that happens. Yeah. I always when I drop some information, the chat would just go silent. And we just talking. We just talking ten minutes later. Yeah. And 12, 12 hours later, somebody drops a ball's life video in the chat, and it continues. It's just like, yo, I'm trying to change your See, life. That, that's when you got to accept the fact that not everybody wants to get the, not, right, not everybody's ready right now. Yeah, and that's fine. And and that's the thing. Like financially, not everyone is, I guess, out of place. But my thing is, I'm not looking for you to be giving me your soul and your kidney. I'm just like, yo, we all have this and I have this div- like this division of it just for us. Because mm-hmm. it's not like Sectioned a, off, right, cornered off. Right, cornered off just for, you. for us. Because it's like, at the end of the day, yeah, some people are super rich and that's, when you're rich, it's easier to stay rich. But when you're not rich and somebody can still offer you something as if you are rich and not ask you for much from it, it's like, 
and then you don't take it, it's kind of like, uh, or you say, oh, oh, I wish I had it. Well, you you do. Like, so, so I've how seen. do you, how do you, <laughs> I've, I've seen, seen you do have it. How do you think people could put themselves in a position to, you know, find a mentor, find somebody to give them opportunities? It like depends. These I mean, where, where are you working? Like, are, are you working, wherever you're working, just look at somebody who's higher up, you know, or somebody who's in a field that's doing it in the field that you want to be doing it in. And, and sometimes you're going to have to work for that mentor. Like I know for my mentors, like, you know, I was looking for, like, even when I was put in contact with him, the amount of hoops and ladders I had to go through just to garner his attention. Cause he's an important man, of mm-hmm. course. So it's like, all right, well, you know, if you, if you really trying to be my mentee, like, I'm gonna need to like you know I mean people want my time my yeah, time I mean, is I mean, money you, you gotta be serious about right. this I need even to see how when, serious like, you are even when um even when like you met him it was kind of like yo the only reason y'all are here because this boy was on my back right like you know what I'm saying and, and, and that is not that's an undersell I was all over him for <laughs> well you know it's crazy some people, some people aren't willing to do that though some people I, aren't willing not, to swallow their pride not, and, and do that's that that's not my my like my mo that's not me like i'm not i'm very calm i'm not the type to be just on somebody like on them but at the end of the day it's like if this you can change my life i see it i see what you can do for me and i see what you can do for my people so if you if i can if if they are are hurting financially, especially like if I looked ten years down the line and you were hurting financially, that would hurt me because that would be on me. Like right. if I had just I done a done little more right. in the early stages, then Darnell would not be hurting. You know, my brother wouldn't be hurting. My mom would be able to retire. My father would be able to retire. Like all these people hurting because I didn't put in the work that I needed to put in. You know what I'm saying? So you can't let opportunities pass you by. Yeah, for sure, and and you in especially as a culture, especially as a like being black, you 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 want to put on your own too to to a certain degree, and I mean that's probably a whole different thing for a whole nother podcast, but yeah, like you you want to be able to help your own because at work there are certain divisions who are all one race. SBC. You can't even get into it, and and it's not even like uh, it's not even it's it's unsaid. It's just like you look you, over, you and it's even, like wow, forty, all the okay. I see what's going on. Noted over, over there. there. Okay, I see. I see what's going look, on. Look no way. The next department is like <laughs> just on to the next one. Yeah, right, exactly. You got to respect it though. Exactly. The thing is that you have to respect it. And I think a lot of people are doing that. A lot of people of color with the diversity and inclusion push. What they're doing now is they're using their their um their power within these organizations to bring us in. Yeah, and you gotta be thankful for people like that. That's so beautiful because there's another uh, side of the black community where you want to be that black man that's on top, so you're not trying to bring over like, which is so insane to me. Like you would rather get money for yourself <laughs> and not have your brother eat, just so you can look like that guy. Right. Just you know so you could be like, the only guy in that I space too. That's a lot of ego, a lot, a lot of those things are ego driven. Because yeah, people want to be th- that guy, like, but to take money out of somebody's mouth or take something out of somebody's mouth for the sake of being that guy, and that, that just shows you where people's priorities and, and um priorities are really, yeah, yeah or what they value, what they and what they put first. Yeah. I think we touched on. I think we touched on every base. We, yeah. we didn't talk, we talk on any NBA. I don't know if you still want to do NBA talk, but yeah, I mean we could talk real quick about some NBA stuff. Like, what's your favorite storyline right now in the NBA? 
Um, Clippers versus Lakers. I think. Who is the better team? Um, I think the better team is the Clippers. Like, I'd I have to agree on that too. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel like a big um uh, a thing that a very big thing that plays a factor in this whole Clippers Lakers thing is how good Boogie Cousins is going to be next year. Yeah, and I'm not sure which Demarcus we're going to see. Like I, I don't know when he came back in the finals, he looked very, very, very shaky. But what I will say though, over the past couple of weeks. If you look at his Instagram, he definitely has slimmed down a little bit. Not even just a little bit. He looks he looks good. So it's like a matter of we just you, do, we just don't, can't keep it up. Can my you thing. put it like, together on the court? Exactly. Like yes, he looks good now, but being that he just came off an Achilles and he he got the, the, the quad injury, I don't know if, if if those if those signs are pointing to him not lo- no longer being a durable player anymore. He's getting he's getting a little up there in age too. He's probably what twenty eight, twenty nine now. Uh, probably twenty eight. So I don't know if he can keep this up the entire season. But if he can, then that definitely changes and that definitely helps the Lakers case a little bit. But another thing that sucks too, a lot of people aren't speaking about it enough. LeBron and AD both flourish at the four. AD doesn't like playing the five. Yeah, I mean, that. I think that's more of a, so, it's not as much a LeBron AD problem as it is an AD DeMarcus problem. Because they're going to have AD at the five at points in the, like, you don't have Avery Bradley and Danny Green on your team if not to have both of them on the court in the important moments especially if you're playing like a golden state when you have clay and stuff you need every bradley and danny green on those two on those people right on their body either of them kuzma's just there to score either of them and ad is gonna stay with the big do you think lebron's actually gonna come back to shane and give us 28 8 and 8 can you still do that this year i think he can because he can't be any worse than he was coming back from the injury last year, unless he gets injured again, and he averaged twenty eight eight and eight for the year. I mean, even with him being hampered, he averaged twenty eight eight and eight. And also, I'm sure he didn't care. Like they weren't even in the playoffs. Like, yeah, what am I? A even throwaway playing? season, right? right like, so let me ask you a question. Still averaged twenty eight eight and eight. LeBron. LeBron comes back next year, averages 28, 8, and 8. The year after that, he gives us 27, 8, and 7. 27, Maybe 8, and 7. Lucky. The year after that, he gives us 26, 6, and 6. And out of those three years, one of those three years, he wins a championship. So now that would mean in three different teams, three different cities, he won a championship. Or Kawhi, yeah. Because Kawhi could do that. Kawhi could do that, too. No, nah, Kawhi could do that, too, yeah. But I'm saying that's why I said one of the next three years. Let's say LeBron was a championship one of the next three years with those numbers. That would put him at what? This is, that, that would be his 19th season, I think. Uh, yeah, this is, I think, is. I think we're going 17? into seventeen. Yeah. Right. So boom. So now nineteen seasons in. Probably has another one left him after that. Maybe. Crazy numbers the last three seasons. Wins the championship the last few seasons. Now he's been on three different franchises and won the championship with each of them. Where does that put him in the LeBron, Michael Jordan conversation as far as all time greatness and all time goats? I mean, that's the thing for me. It's it's a little different. Like. I look at it. I'm just. I don't even want you guys hearing me ramble before I tell you how I feel. <laughs> I believe, and mind you, I like Michael Jordan better than LeBron James. Mm-hmm. As, as I play. like Kobe Bryant, I loved watching Kobe Bryant more than I like watching LeBron. Mm-hmm. But as a basketball player, I think LeBron James is the best basketball player that has ever played. As far as talent, you mean? As far as everything. I mean, overall, as a basketball, if I could pick one basketball player to play like for my life mm-hmm. if I could it depends like if it's a one on one game clearly I'm picking Kobe or, or MJ right, or you Kyrie score. but if, but you, if, if you it's a 505 game overall <laughs> basketball player 
I need LeBron. I need LeBron because at the end of the day, like, is LeBron James stronger than Michael Jordan? Yeah. Yes. Is he faster than Michael Jordan? Yes. Mm -hmm. By default. He is faster than him. <laughs> There's no disputing that. He gets down the court faster well, than him. Well, you know, he's, right. he has two inches on him. He is a, he's a better passer. Michael Jordan could pass. Like, don't get it twisted. He could pass the ball. But LeBron James is one of the 10 best passers I've ever seen, mm-hmm. if not higher. So he is stronger. He's He shoots the three better. I mean, people don't want to admit it. Yeah. But Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan was a thirty-two percent three-point shooter. He did have the one game with six threes, but that was only because he was told that he couldn't do it, and he went out there and did it anyways. Michael but Jordan. I will say that LeBron is the better three-point shooter, even though LeBron yes, himself isn't a good three-point shooter. Yeah, he's not a great three-point shooter, but he's better than Michael Jordan. But overall, though, would you say that, I would say that Jordan is the better shooter, though? Period. Because now we bring in the mid-range. Jordan, yeah, definitely no, his mid-range is better. His he's a and he's a more natural scorer than LeBron too. Yeah. But at the end of the day, with all that being said, like Michael Jordan was looking to get his points wise. Like LeBron is looking to score, but he's looking to win as well. Like he he he's a passer. He's like more magic than than Jordan anyway. Mm-hmm. But still, find him scoring twenty eight a game. Still, he he has led the league in scoring before, and that's as a very willing passer. You know what I'm saying? Like Michael Jordan to me has the the free throw, he like free throws. It's not even close. Like clearly, I want Michael Jordan on the line more than I want. Well, LeBron, that's a but, fact. But you have to really think about a few things. Do you want to talk about level of competition? Who had the who had the high level of competition? Who? Okay, we got Reggie Miller. Is Reggie Miller? I can think of a mi- <laughs> like so many people better in this day and age better, better than defender. Reggie Miller. Not even just defender. He's not even the best shooter in this. If he was in this era, he would not be the best shooter. Clay is a better shooter than Reggie Miller. Steph is a better shooter than Reggie Miller, and they're better basketball players. You know what I'm saying? John Stockton was guarding Michael Jordan in a playoff <laughs> series. John Stockton. So it's like you have John Stockton guarding Michael Jordan, right? The the greatest basketball player we have ever seen in up to date. Right. So why not have one John of the greatest point guards go at him? Stockton. Yeah. Why not? Come. You're on. one of the greatest point guards of all time. Patrick Ewing. I mean, <laughs> the, his major competition was Clyde Drexler from the the the, the older Clyde Drexler. Yeah, the, right. the older Clyde like Drexler John too. John Stockton is John Stockton better than Chris Paul? No. Is you don't think be- so? No. No, as as I'm talking as the game gets better, because like for example, I always put it to this: there is a man. I'm I'm a track guy, like that's my favorite sport. And I used to run run track. track, Yeah, used to run track. So it was like, yo, that was my favorite sport. And there was a man named Carl Lewis, and Carl Lewis was the baddest sprinter in the the '80s and '90s. And Carl Lewis, there are 16 people at this stage in 2019 that have run faster than his fastest time. Beastie. Carl Lewis was the greatest track athlete ever because he was a long jump champion and a hundred meter champion. Mm-hmm. So it's like I and he could still run the two hundred as well. Like he was he was a killer. But as technology advances, as more research is done, people get better. At the end of the day, people just get better. So yes, if Michael Jordan shoots thirty two percent, and mind you. A lot of that came from, like, there was a year in his Wizards years that he had, 
a pretty good shooting year from three. Like without that, you'd probably be less than Then that thirty two percent is marked. So, right. But let's just say he's a thirty two percent three point shooter. Do you know who is kind of comparable to that? Russ. Thirty percent free three point shooter. Russ can't shoot. You want Russ shooting. So it's like if he is shooting Shout out to Jordan Brand, man. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> if you want and that's the thing, like Michael and and I don't want it to get it twisted either, because if I think if Michael Jordan played in 2019, he would easily be the best player in the league because he would shoot the three better. He'd be able to do everything better. Like he would be a better basketball player right. now because okay, the game has changed to to threes. And he would, I have no doubt in my mind, Michael Jordan could shoot 37%, 38% from three. It, probably 40. He's like right. such a worker. But my thing is, he didn't. Like you can't give people credit. Carl Lewis would have been, I still think, outside of maybe Bolt, the fastest sprinter if he was running in the 2000s, 2010s. But he wasn't. Like, you can't give someone, oh, well, what he would have. I think that's what a lot of people do, like what he would have done. The competition was not comparable. Right. Michael Jordan is being guarded by John Stockton in a series and Reggie Miller in another series. And LeBron James is being guarded by Kawhi Leonard and Andre Iguodala. And he's playing and Paul the, George. Right. And Paul George. And the Spurs. And Kevin Durant. Right. Like, come on. Like, he's playing against Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. And the, outside and the 73 of, one, 73 season. What's, I can't even talk. 73 and 73 and on Warriors. You have to understand that. I will. Excluding Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant is better than every single basketball player that Michael Jordan has ever even heard of as a basketball player. There is not one. Play, do not give me David Robinson better than him. <laughs> do not give me Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is better than him. Charles Barkley is not. Better than many. Well, I don't say many because he was very good, but he is not better than a few people. What about Magic Johnson, though? But he can't shoot. Well, what would Magic Johnson be doing? Lonzo Ball can't even shoot, and we're like, oh, he sucks. And he's actually has some decent stats. My Magic Johnson would not be as relevant. And I'm just saying, if they could transport into 2019, of course, Magic Johnson would be a killer. He, and Michael Jordan would be the GOAT. But if you are just taking what they did, you can't say that. Like, Michael Jordan wouldn't be in the lane as much because, all right, cool. Like, he like he can't shoot the three. So, like, you're just going to build a wall and hope that he doesn't bomb you from three with the mm-hmm. six threes like he did. And the other thing that really kills me in the LeBron James, Mike, uh, Michael Jordan debate is they use the, I mean, I forgot how many times Michael Jordan, I think it's like a double-digit defensive uh, first-team all-defense, as opposed to LeBron. I think LeBron has six. But my thing is, first off, you're guarding John Stockton. So, all right, cool. That's an easier cover than Kevin. Right, Right. exactly. And then they say, all right, Michael Jordan was such a hellacious defender, but he he would be shooting 20 free throws on the other end. You know what's crazy, too? You're comparing a time. You're basically saying when Michael Jordan is on defense, the rules are 1980s, and when he's on offense, the rules are 2019. So he would be averaging 20... 20 free throws a game because it's 2019, but all of a sudden he's still going to be a double-digit first-team all-defense player with no hand-checking? You You think that Michael Jordan, with no hand-checking, can stay with Kevin Durant? No, he's 6'6". Not Not a chance. Steph Curry, he he wouldn't be... Like, what John... John Southern couldn't even shoot. 
So, all right, you can stay with John Stockton. What are you doing with Steph Curry what are you in doing, this era? What are you doing he, with Russell Westbrook and Kyrie when they're coming down the court full speed at you? And that's the thing. Like, there's his defense is so overrated because he was playing. He was guarding John Stockton. He was guarding not, not Kevin Durant. These players are so much better offensively. And they're like, oh, well, Le- uh, Michael Jordan was such a great defender. Yeah, well, let's – you do you – in your heart of heart, you know exactly who he was guarding, right? You know who he was guarding. You know the exact kind of defender he would be today. If you said, all right, Michael Jordan, go guard Kevin Durant, he would get lit up because there's no hand checking. So what if you can't hand check Michael Jordan, what are you doing with Steph Curry? What are you doing with Kevin Durant? What are you doing with LeBron James, who is faster than you, stronger than you, and will put you into the rim? It's like, but nobody would want to. Oh, psychologically, he would, he would kill LeBron James. <laughs> like, get out of here. Yeah, these, like, these are the conversations that they have on, so on undisputed in the first take. Yeah, There's nothing else to just, talk about. It's just so stupid. Like, Michael Jordan was the best basketball player ever. If Michael Jordan does not improve any of his skills from the '90s when he finished, he would be a liability. I'd say a liability from three because. People get mad at people who can't even shoot 35% from three. Mm-hmm. His career average at his highs and lows, and his lows, he was still shooting the three better. So at his highs, he was a liability from three. So why would I let you dunk on my head? You're going to be shooting threes all day. I'm, gonna, I'm about to say, I'm, I'm playing off of you the entire game. Right, 100%. I'm playing off of you the and entire if, and if day. You, and if you go off from three, you go off from three. You have that six. You have the six threes have, in the game, you and you shot. If you shoot the six threes, you shoot the six threes. It With is what it is. A thirty-two percent three-point shooter is not gonna be in this lane. I promise you that. I promise. <laughs> Real quick before we get out of here, who, which team are we looking forward to the most watching this year? One team. If you could choose oh, one team. I'm, I'm a Portland fan. Uh, I forgot that you're one of those yeah. New York Portland fans. I, like, I like. I like Portland. And and my my guess my guess is that they got Hassan Whiteside. And what I think they're gonna do, I will more so hope than think, is trade Hassan for Kevin Love at the trade deadline when Nurkic is coming back. Mm. So that would be Cleveland getting off of Kevin Love's contract and. Hassan's contract ends at the end of the year, so they'd be free of that because they're not going anywhere with Kevin Love anyway. Like they don't care about Interesting. him. Interesting. I haven't and heard then that you as would yet. Have Dame, CJ, Nurk back with Kevin Love and whoever at the three. That's not bad. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not, not bad. bad for a run. That's not bad for That's a year bad. where the NBA is wide open. Yeah, let somebody get injured. That if Kevin Love had been on the team this year with a Nurkic. And Kevin Durant had gone down the way he went down, and Iggy was hobbled. Yeah, they probably would have been able to do some. They wouldn't have got swept. I'll tell you that. They got swept. They'd six games at least. I'm not saying they'd force a calm sixer. I'm just saying they'd force the calm sixer. That would at least been game six. So, yeah. I don't know. I myself, I actually do. I'm looking forward to seeing the Pelicans play this year. Yeah, yeah, Pelicans in the the Mavs. I I said one team. Pelicans in the Mavs. Pelicans may be the worst shooting. Team since the but 90s. But I, I, I low key feel like Lonzo was actually going to flourish on his Pelicans roster. Hundred percent, because gonna, he actually he's going to be able to just play that same UCLA style of ball with up and down, up and it's down. It's tough though because he has no gun. shooters. He has oh, no well, shooters. He, no, no, that's not true. He has, he has, he has Drew has, Holiday. He doesn't have many shooters. He but, has Drew Holiday. I also want to see JJ Redick. Now, yeah, so, I was like, say it's, yeah. it's a little different than it was when they they first. I also want to see Brandon Ingram is going to be able to take the next step next year and be that primary yeah, scorer. I, he just couldn't play with LeBron. Like they're kind of the same except LeBron's clearly just better. 
But like Brandon Ingram, he likes to bring the ball. Sometimes he likes to facilitate. He could score if he needs to. Either like, way, he's a he's a he's a forward who needs the ball. In his yeah, hand. he's a point forward. Yes, he, he just couldn't have the ball with LeBron. Yes, he he plays like LeBron. He's just know, not strong. Forward, it's, not, it's just not. It's just not intimidating when he's coming down the lane. It's that's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not intimidating. He's when tall. He's, he's just he's tall. He's lanky, lanky, but he's just not very strong. Yeah. And he's he also is not the def- like he's not a. Oh, I won't say they put him on Dame if they're playing Portland. So I guess he was some kind of good defender. Like Lonzo's a great defender. So I, I think they're gonna be good. I'm I'm interested to see the Clippers too because like Kawhi. And nah, Paul George, like, because it's like all of a sudden Paul George is like this, this, I guess, top five type basketball player. When in reality, like, Paul George did not, like, if Paul George was that guy, that guy, he's a good second option. But even as a second option, he scored five points against Utah in game six when they lost. Five. But you got to think about it. You got to think about it, though. I don't care. You Russell Russell was passing him that ball. He just was off. And, and that's the thing. Like my thing is, if you're that guy, you'll figure it out. Like to score five points in a closeout game against a team you should have beat. Like Utah is not terrible. They're they're good, but you have Russ and Paul George. Like they had Melo too. Like that means nothing. But they like Russ and Paul George. No way you you should be losing a, a rookie. He was a rookie. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is true. Yeah, he was a rookie. So like, what what are we even talking about? So then I'm not looking forward to Houston. I don't know how that's. Yeah, gonna I'm not really. I'm not. Really, I don't know how that's going to play out. I'm not really like you said. I'm not really looking forward to seeing how that's going to play out. I'm gonna watch them. I'm not looking forward to it, but I'll I'll, I'll tune in and see. It's gonna be interesting to see how they pot, how they pair those two together. But at the same time, this is one of those trades where, as a GM and as a coach, you're, you're nervous because this could be this could depend heavily on your job security. I mean, well, they lost. To Golden State in Game Five, on this trade, I when say. Kevin Durant went down in the first place, like why did you lose Game Five? And the game was knotted up basically, and Kevin Durant went down. You got to win Game Five to be up three two, and then you just outright lost the whole game, Game Six. <laughs> you just outright gave it up. It's insane. Steph had was it Game Six? Steph had zero points in the first half and thirty in the second half, like. Why are you down if Steph has zero? It's insane. Like, what? I mean, whatever. It's a different uh, team now, so we'll see. It is. It is. It is. At the end of the day, the thing with Houston is that having Russell Westbrook say Chris Paul is certainly an upgrade, but it's just the fact that their games don't fit. So I guess it's not a bad problem to have because you do have the better player, but this is where, as a coach, you have to really put on your architect app and you have to really figure out how am I going to structure an offense around both of these two players. And get them both, and get them both their looks, and get them both their shots. They might stagger their minutes, but also too another another rebuttal was the fact that Russell Westbrook is finally surrounded with shooters now. So all the driving and kicking that he used to do that will go to no that will go to you know a mystery, and all the driving that he would forcefully take layers and forcefully dunk over people instead of passing out. Those are now going to be opportunities given to people who can actually put the ball. Yeah, in the that's true. But at the same time, that was like old Houston. Like they, it's like Russ will be there. Austin Rivers, I wouldn't call him a knockdown shooter. Eric Gordon is not a knockdown shooter. He's just a volume. Well, he will shooter. knock down. Some He'll shots. knock down some shots, but he. Yeah, I'm sure. If we looked it up right now, I'm sure he shot thirty. 
four percent from three. Like he's not like a, a secured a hundred percent sniper like Clay. Like Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. Yeah, but yeah. Thirty six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thirty six for the year from three. Yeah, low. Yeah, I mean that's that's good. He's he's a good shoe, but it's not like forty. So it's like I mean, and yeah, I'm sure Eric Gordon can make some threes. Like you have to play up on him for sure. But he's like, at the end of the day, it's still Russ at the end of the day. So we'll see. He's gonna get his stats. I'll tell you that. Not a triple double, but he'll he'll still get his numbers for sure. So hopefully. And and then the last thing would be like Kawhi. Like all right, Kawhi won a ring and. As uh, like I'm sure Laker fans are still butthurt that he didn't choose them, but at the end of the day, it's like, great. I was never the happy. people are like, "Yo, he won a ring on his own." No, he did not. His teammates. There was never a game where Kawhi was not having some teammate balling. And also, if you check like Kawhi's fourth quarter scoring, almost non-existent. Like in the do or die moments, he was doing nothing. Now, mind you, that's probably because. He was hurt or like hampered by whatever injuries he's had, but mm-hmm. he's not some like he made the game six jumper. I mean the game seven jumper against Philly. Over that Philly, was, right. That's big time. But in the finals, he wasn't like. See, the thing is, in the finals, he picked his spots correctly. Yeah, but my thing is, you you don't got the chance to pick your spots if you're playing Utah you, you, into the Lakers, into or like if you let's say you get matched up with Golden State and Clay's back. Let's say the Clippers are number two and Golden State's number seven. Clay's back with Draymond. Like, you, you're not gonna have the chance. The only reason he had the chance to pick his spots is because KD went down. If KD didn't go down, that that's a game five chip. So it's not like like people are making it seem like Kawhi. Like Kawhi is nice. Let's not get it twisted. But Kawhi is not like he wasn't better than Kevin Durant, and Kawhi wasn't doing all that much in the finals like i was watching it like he was, I was like, he, oh man fleet is out here not now he's downplaying how much Kawhi actually put towards the championship to, to, in the finals i'm just saying like at the yeah he was balling out of control against orlando and yeah he was the primary defender when it mattered on Giannis, which is a big deal like i'm not let's not poo poo him like i think he's the second best player but i still think even though i think he's the second best player if kevin durant's healthy He's kind of still like people make it seem like he's like they're talking about him like Jordan almost like you're not like yeah it's because it's because of the fact that he was he didn't want to play for San Antonio he got traded to Toronto and he won a championship right away because yeah when you break it down it's not like he did it all by himself nobody literally does it by themselves Dirk didn't literally do it by himself in 2011 but just the fashion of everything Dirk did the fashion of everything is Jordan esque the the way that he plays is Jordan esque yeah no his style his play. He kind of plays like Jordan to a degree, especially with the middies and the defense. But, I mean, he's a better defender than Michael Jordan. <laughs> he's bigger than Michael he Jordan as well, too. Not more athletic, but he's definitely bigger. No, but he's, he's a better defender than Michael Jordan. And on top of it, it's not comparable to what Dirk did. Because Dirk beat LeBron and D-Wade and Chris Bosh on the court. True, 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 true. He was balling. Yeah, he Clay missed had a dirty. game... And then on top of that, I think they won that game. But still, like he missed a game, and then when he was balling, going up for a dunk, got injured again. Like, who knows what would happen if Clay didn't get injured? Mm-hmm. Everyone knows exactly what happened if Kevin Durant didn't get injured. So it's like, I mean, yeah, he's good. And even like the Sixers series, like Game Six, you make the game winner at the very end. 
But Joel Embiid was hurt the whole series. Like, not hurt, but just out of shape. Yeah, out of shape. Not even sick. He was not conditioned correctly. I'm not saying that he's not dead. I don't know what the deal was. But it's like, yo, you probably would have lost if Joel Embiid was not whatever he was. So it's like, all right, there's that. And they 100% just beat Milwaukee. Like, Milwaukee yeah, they, they was not ready. Up Milwaukee like, but, yeah, you would have lost to Golden State. Okay, so we'll see. Like, we'll see. It's not like they have some major playmakers. Like, you know, our group chat, they were like, oh, Lou Will. All right, well, Lou Will is also, like, he's good. But he, what did Lou Will score in that game six in versus Golden State? Because I remember it was in single digits. Lou, Lou Will's responsibility won't be as, as, as high as he but used to. they need a. A facilitator, someone's got a facilitator. I really, I'm really mad. Patrick Beverly, all right. Cool. I'm mad they to give up Shea Gilders Alexander. Yeah, I really want anyone that. Patrick Beverly is not some like facilitator. Kawhi is not some facilitator. Paul George, Paul George is, is semi a little bit. Sometimes doesn't have an issue running the offense to him. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I've, I've just never seen it, so I, I see it. And, and mind you, like if everything plays out the way it should play out, I think the Clippers win. Like, they're just the best team. They got the bench with Harold and Lewell, but we'll see. If uh, we'll see, because at the end of the day, I think if it, all things healthy, I think LeBron James and AD is better than Paul George and uh, Kawhi. Because I think even if you would say Kawhi is better than LeBron, I would say AD is significantly better than Paul George. So all things equal, I think that's a better. And plus, they got the pick and roll to go go to. Paul George and Kawhi are going to be figuring out what they, they're kind of similar. That's facts. But they got straps on the defense, man. But yeah, so. It's going to be fun to watch we'll this see. year. It's definitely going to be fun to watch this yeah, year. Yeah, but yeah. Jordan, I definitely appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no doubt, man. Still, it's still pretty early today. I have another move to bust. So yeah, I don't want yeah. to take up too much of your time. But thank you for coming on, man. It yeah, took a little while for you to get here. But yeah, but that's, that's, a, that's a lot a, of jewels dropped nonetheless. At the end of the day, it's just that you get there. Don't matter when you got there. It's a marathon. <laughs> yeah, it's a exactly. marathon. At the end Not of the a day. sprint. <laughs> You've been listening to the King Belly Podcast. You can follow the King Belly Pod on Instagram and Facebook. You can subscribe to the King Belly Podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Your support is greatly appreciated. This beat was produced and engineered by Nigel Pierre Bryant. You can check out more of his records on his production page on Instagram at Produced by Period and.